So I just I just got the notification that we are live. Yeah. All right. So uh, hi, and everyone, welcome to session one. Uh, our group is currently unnamed. So if anyone has any good ideas, or if anyone out there has any good ideas, they can drop us a line in the uh, the the chat room, and you know maybe we'll have a poll or we'll pick a good one. Um, my name is Eli Nineman, and I'll be the the game master. Um, so. I'll now pass it over to each of the players in looks like counterclockwise order, um, and they can introduce themselves and then a little about their characters. Uh, some of them, or actually all of them at this point, have done their backstories. And so, well, this is what some of them have done. Some of them have reached second level. Um, unfortunately, we, we do have a gnome titan um, who only receives 90% of experience. So he has not quite reached that second level um, so if, if, if you want to go through and introduce yourself, maybe a little bit about your character, if you want to say if you got anything cool for your second level advancement, um, then you can do that. Um, so we'll start with uh, Shannon. Do you prefer me to call you Shannon while we're streaming or hidden? Uh, it doesn't matter. All right. Yeah. My name's Shannon. Um, my character's name is Kara. She's a human. Um, thief? Yeah. Um, anything else? Just leveled it up to second level. I just backstory in 10 minutes, so still working on the leveling. All right. Uh, then we'll move on to Dennis. Dennis, we can't hear you. Yeah, we could hear you earlier. What did yeah, you we... do? <laughs> uh, I had to put, I had push to talk. Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, there we yeah, go. Okay. So I am Dennis. Um, I am playing Connor, the gnome titan. Um, he has um, a pet friend, um, Rory the Badger, um, and um, he doesn't look like a gnome titan. He's uh, only about three feet tall, and uh, he's wiry, about 60 pounds. Um, he's a fighter, and uh, he's ready to go. All right. Not, he did not level up. Yeah. <laughs> not level up because he only has 90% of his experience, and yeah, so... All right, then Data. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm Data. Uh, I'm playing Ari Jahard, human fighter from the Lithlaus out Renok. That's all I got. All right, Cody. <laughs> hey, everybody, my name is uh, Tub, and I am a Jorvan cleric. I am from uh, the Vale one, but of course, nobody knows that. <laughs> and I'm just here to have some fun. <laughs> all right, uh, Griffin. All right. Uh, I'm Griffin. I'm going to be playing Thalon Red Spring Naruthuel, who is a uh, an elven mage who is both merciless and afraid of height. He is uh, one of the strongest and smartest of his kind, but also one of the ugliest. He constantly looks sullen. His he has bags under his eyes. He has resting bitch face. You don't want to really interact with him just by looking at him. In fact, you kind of wonder if he's an elf for a moment. Uh, nonetheless, he's far traveled, uh, rather nice despite being merciless. Uh, and as all elves, has far-reaching plans that need not concern you. Uh, <clears throat> lesser uh creatures perfect so uh if anyone would like to watch uh character creation you're more than welcome to check out session zero um we also go over theta's level two adva advancement so you can also see that happen um we did everyone else's uh level advancement out of session um besides from that let's get started so you are all in the town of Esmosfum, which is known as the gateway to the past where merchants and adventurers venture into the jungle for spices, exotic animals, and ancient artifacts. But despite that trade value, 
the city has been untouched by the civil war affecting the country that it, it resides inside of for, for two reasons. One, uh, the, 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 the house that controls the city has declared itself neutral and even gone so far as to reduce its military presence so it doesn't look like a threat. Um, and two, the city is completely chaotic. Because the house declared itself neutral, it attracts swarms of refugees and it spreads out on both sides of the of the river that it, it straddles. And maybe depend, for some strange reason, they decided to not build any bridges and instead they just use barges to travel across. And the guards that guard it, they're, they're lackadaisical when on duty. And when off duty, they seem to embrace all the soldierly vices. You can commonly find the most rowdy people at the taverns and brothels or the, the city guard, in fact. Um, and to top it off, they've got some sort of strange fascination with garlic and the city reeks of it. If there is any sort of medical ailment, Someone will suggest some sort of garlic. It could be a tonic. It could be a rub. It could just be eating raw garlic or even just like wearing garlic. You know, who knows if it's actually successful. But you've all been attracted to, as most of them, for this trade company, the Jade Lion uh, trade company that hires mercenaries and merchants to go into the jungle and gather various supplies and uh, and treasures and bring them back. Uh, some of you have done a little bit of work for them already. Maybe that's how you reached your second level. Um and that's mainly been intermediary work, working through uh, one of the, the underbosses, which are called uh, cargas. But today, you guys have been either contacted by your your the cargo you've been working through, or maybe you've even answered a, a help wanted post, and you've been directed to their their central trade building, and you've been all ushered in to a common waiting room um, where a where a single secretary. Uh, is uh, greets you all and lets you know that Isvor will meet you shortly. Now's the good time if you want to. You guys, this is probably the first time all of you have even met each other. Just kind of like standing outside what looks like a very fancy oak door that's got that's carved with looks like scenes of uh, fancy jungle affair. I like to imagine in this waiting room, this uh, off-putting sort of elf is uh, actually very merrily eating uh, some kind of meat bun shaped like a clove of garlic. <laughs> and inside is, of course, more garlic. And the rest of them smells like more garlic. Mm. I, I think everyone has pretty... Uh, oh, yeah, every almost everyone is pretty unattractive here, aside from, <laughs> uh, what is it, Cody and... Uh, let's see. Cody and... Oh, yeah, well, Cody, Theta, and Hidden are all about average attractiveness. So it's about most of you are average, but then the other two are really bringing that down. Um, it's rather a, it's, it's rather a short time while you guys are kind of waiting here. There's kind of, there's a, there's a band in the corner providing really bad waiting room music. You know, they've, they've got like just low quality fantasy e-music. Um, and uh, one of the cargos that was waiting, that was waiting on you and brought you all here uh, let you all know that, uh, Isvor will see you now and opens the door um, into a rather ornate office. So let me pull up. So this is what Isvor looks like. Um, Isvor Yahul stares at you from across the desk in his office. He steeples his fingers together and watches you as you all enter. His his office that you walk the office that you walk into, if you would like to walk into. Would you guys like to walk into it? Absolutely. <laughs> So you guys walk into it, and it's a rather large office. Uh, he sits behind a large 
a mahogany desk. And the room itself, you notice there's no chairs or spots for any of you to sit. And around you, uh, you see there are various treasures that you assume is from the Vovan jungle. You see uh, a decorated head of a lion. Um, you see uh, several shields and spears that what you assume from, from different tribes. Uh, you see uh, like ornate statues and, and pieces of jade. Um, it, it all looks very expensive and very, it looks like a definite show of show of power. He he greets you as you all as you all walk in. Greetings. My name is Isvor Yahul. I have not been given the pleasure of your names. I've just been given the recommendation from some of my cargas that you would be of valuable assistance to me. Indeed. It is a pleasure to meet you. I am Thalon Redspur. I come with my letter of recommendation already prepared. I'm a translator of all languages of man and many, many more. If you require any bookkeeping, I am, of course, of the utmost service. I will keep that in mind. And do you produce a letter of recommendation? Absolutely. I have one already ready from my merchant friend. Uh, he'll, he'll reach out and take it and kind of look at it and then set it in front of him and then looks to one of the next of you in kind of this group just standing there. I am Eri Jahard, a veteran of your service, and I will persevere to see your business end in the manner that you wish. I have heard your name before. And I hand him um, a help wanted sign, and I say, hi, I'm Khan. I found this in uh, Moma Anaz city, um, a ways from here, and uh, I'm interested in making some money to get back to my family. Well, you found the right place. Kind of takes the help wanted and he shrugs. And says, but I have enough of these. And he puts them in his uh, garbage can. I likewise like looking at the rest of them. And I'm Karen. I have some help. Well, thank you for not taking down the sign that I used <laughs> to attract more adventurers like yourselves. I believe that leaves us with one more here. And you, Dorf? I just sort of smirk. Um, I would assume that uh, my Unique sets already um, talk to him and everything. It is since we all always have our hands up and everything. <laughs> yeah, most likely. And I, you know, I just uh, step forward and um, show him my paperwork. I'm confident, little cocky, but not too cocky. Like you Thank know, you. like I know what's going on already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, he kind of nods and he says, "Ah, more paperwork. Good, good. Now, before we begin, I would like you all to know that I alone." have the power to begin or end your careers and reputations within this company. And you would be wise to remember that. Now, what do you know of our of our company? Only what my friend has uh, told me at length. Uh, should you know him, you should know he would never uh, stop talking about such things. But uh, I believe that you do hold expeditions out in the great Voven jungle uh, in search of, I believe, goods you could acquire. Uh, to put it in the nicest of terms. Yes, yes. Our our revenue comes from uh, exploring and plundering places that others fear in search of valuables to bring to the market both here and across the globe. However, uh, we and we take good, great pride in these accomplishments that we have made, but these accomplishments and achievements have not been without great peril. And you should you should know that before you choose to consider what my my offer. To you. Um, the, the Vovan itself holds many secrets and, and perils for those who are unwary. Those men who have been courageous enough to call the jungle 
uh, home, you, you must be brave, you must be alert, and you must be ready at, at all time. Uh, it, it is with sadness that I, that I even must tell you that some of our established settlements have experienced more than their fair shares of trouble. Uh, the specifics of these incidents are, are of no real importance, but I tell you this now only because it is, it is relevant. Uh, before we can discuss why and how this situation, um, I must know that you are people that I can, I can rely on. To do that, I have, a, I have a simple task for you. And so he, he reaches into his, uh, his tunic and he pulls out that, that necklace that you see around, uh, and he, he pulls it out, and it appears to be in the shape of a, a lion's head uh, with a small pendant that, that sparkles and gleams. Um, it, set into the lion's eyes, you see there are, there are two pieces of, of jade. This, this necklace that I wear is a, is a symbol of respect and power. Uh, remember it, for, for these items are, are rare, and only, only a small number of them exist. Um, probably backstory, those of you that have interacted with a few cargas have not seen any of them wear those. South, some two days ago, into the, into the Vovan lies the remains of trading posts. Three months ago, this settlement was burned to the ground by a band of, of wild savages. Uh, during the attack, most of the residents fled and were able to escape, thankfully. but. Afterwards, the, the survivors returned and scoured the village for signs of life, of which, of which unfortunately, they found none. The, the raiders killed all who weren't able to escape. Before returning to Ismosum, they, they buried all the dead, of course, in honor of their traditions. And among those buried was a man who was our, in our employ. Uh, only a month later did we come to learn that, that this man, named Nomaz, was still wearing a medallion identical to the one I wear. Pauses and rubs his chin, maybe in thought, just like that image. He goes, our, our company has, has need of, of stalwart mercenaries to venture into the jungle and to the ruins of this settlement and recover this necklace. Upon completion, we can talk about matters of more serious nature that require the company's... What say you? The task sounds simple in and of itself, though perhaps tell us of the savages. Who is it that lives out in the jungle? There are... There are numerous bands of, of natives that are some of them which are friendly and some of them which are which aid our cause, but others which are just interested in fighting treasure and loot. And so they they stumble upon a a camp in which we have set 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 aside and maybe have attracted some wealth, and they will raid it, destroy it, and steal everything we've built. Thalon will like uh rub his chin a little bit and uh ruffle his beard. Hmm, I almost wonder if they form companies as well. Historically, uh, Zaza has been a rather safe area, in his, and so we did not think it would even be attacked. It is probably safe to say that no one has traveled, at least under our employee, no one has traveled to, to Zaza, and we do not even know what could reside there now. I see, so it would be up to us, perhaps, to identify this new danger. Uh, I'm adding a point on the map to where Zarza is. Zarza is right about there. Uh, I would recommend uh, using shift and click to draw our attention. Uh, I think I see it. Like oh. It was just barely underneath the border there. Yeah, right. I was here. going all the way downriver. Yeah, it's, it's very near the uh, the border jungle. Shift and click? Does that... Oh, does that yeah. shift all of your guys' attention there? Yes, it does. Ah, Very useful well. tool. I will remember that. Right there. 
I'll, I'll text label it as well. So you said that there were many of the villagers who had uh, who had returned. Are they still within the city? I believe so. And perhaps it would be best for us to interview them first about their experiences. Maybe they might have more to illuminate us on uh, the dangers out there before we head out. The task itself doesn't sound difficult, though, uh, given that we'll be under contract for this, I presume. Uh, what do you have in the way of payment? In ways of payment... I I'm willing to compensate you uh, s- somewhat for this for this endeavor. Um, I'm willing to offer you 200 silver pieces for the return of this medallion. Of course, it uh, a piece holy 200 as a, as a group. So that would be no need to bankrupt the man so quickly. Uh, the time is a little bit of the essence, as there are other pressing needs uh, for the company, and if you turn out to be men men women that we can rely on then we have other needs that you can address i see this is understood i believe the price sounds fair to me what about all of you i despise the talk of such lowly ends i would rather get to our business Hmm, that is fair, especially if the feeling is shared. But I would have but one further request on top of uh, the payment itself. I would hope that you would uh, offer some amount of food or perhaps uh, transport down river for such. I'm willing to offer you a, a guide to take you to Zarza. It should be a about a, a two-day journey, or a little, little under that, maybe a day and a half. I, I do not concern myself with the specifics there, but your, your guide will know more specific details on the actual travel time. I see. This is understood. All right. Well, I'm in agreement. And uh, I rub my eyes like I was starting to nod off and, and jump up and be like, yeah, I'm in. Let's, let's. <coughs> oh, yeah. Yes. I like your enthusiasm. Connor. my nose. Look at my nose. Elon will almost uh, quietly give like the dwarf like a little shake on the shoulder just to make sure he's awake too. <laughs> I just am watching and staring at him. Knowing privately uh, our own arrangement. Okay. Because I would assume that uh, he asked my particular uh, set for help and such. Most likely. Delightful, delightful. Uh, your guide, uh, Svona, is already waiting uh, outside the building for you. So whenever you are ready to depart, he will he will take you there. Excellent. All right. Oh, and right. he kind of like turns his attention away from you and starts starts looking through maybe even some of the papers that you've given him. Um, yeah. No, I leave. Same. Yeah, I'm going to follow the uh, the human in the elf. Right. Uh, I'll probably follow up with him for one moment about uh, if he knows precisely where uh, the people who used to live in the settlement uh, live in the city now. He he looks up. Oh, oh um, most of them were not in our actual employment. Um, the man that died, Nomaz, uh, was the one who directly engaged all of them and hired them for their extraction of resources from the Vovin. Uh, I do, I do not know, but I'm sure you could ask with one of our, one of our cargos, one of one of the assistants outside might be able to give you some direction there. Wonderful. Then I shall. All right. So if I'll, go out i'll go talk to the assistants i'll chat them up a bit for the information all right um if you want to make a a glean information check oh boy so that sounds like a skill i don't have let's check it out (laughs) this is going to be a a average check um so what that means is you're trying to roll within 40 percent of your skill 
So there, there's two ways you can do it. You can either subtract 40 from what you roll, or you can add 40 to your skill. But essentially, if you're yeah, within I'll 40 probably, of your skill number. Yeah, um, we're, we're generally looking for a 48 here. So I'm going to click the check button. Yep, that's all you have to do is... Uh, is uh, uh, that roll is 56. That's higher than a 48, unfortunately. So you, you failed that average check. So uh, you go out and you, you start asking, asking some of the, the folks uh, that are outside and um, asking if they have any, any information. Um, and, and most of that, and they, they reply with, uh, we're, we're sorry, but most, most of the folks that came from Zarza uh, were, were tired, uh, were either tired of working for the company um, and so have gone back into the jungle or have gone farther north into Zazani to, uh, to seek more profitable or safer arrangements. Right, so I'll, I'll nod to them, confirm the information, and at the very least, they didn't go sawed off elf. And Cody, did you want to do something? You said you'll wait until after his roll to do your thing? Uh, yes, I wanted to talk to him in private, if I'm able to, depending on uh, if our translator is pushing me away or not with him. Do you, um, you see the, you, well, yeah, sure, you guys see the, the, the dwarf, Tubbs, kind of like dragging his feet, maybe as you guys are all leaving. Um, is anyone trying to pull him along, or...? You guys are going to let him stick behind and chat. Uh, well, I'm dragging my feet a little bit here, too, so that's not too uh, awkward, apparently. Are we going to have a dragging contest, then? A dragging <laughs> contest? <laughs> but uh, if it looks like he's, like, waiting on me or something, I'll go ahead and just, like, rush on ahead. Okay. So uh, it's now just Tubbs and uh, Isvor. A little bit of a backstory. You know about my my set and everything, correct? I am aware of your allegiance. This guy that's has this amulet um to see is he in need of being how should i say sold and i have a little gun to my eye i i believe the man is already dead and buried <laughs> yes i yeah. i would not wish to kill one of my my own members for if he was trusted with a, with this necklace do you know who could have killed him by chance or is it just a mystery I I do not know exactly who. I assume it was just these marauding marauding jungle native. We have no need to try to seek revenge with them. They're a dime a dozen. Sure. Just needed to make sure. And I assume all of our prior arrangements are in order? They are indeed. A nod and briskly walk with the group. All right. Um so yeah, you guys walk out and you see uh a, a man waiting for you. He's he's a Samosian. Um, he's wearing uh, just kind of a, a standard uh, combat skirt. Um, you see he's got a little satchel around the shoulder with a water skin and a spear, and he's just kind of waiting near the entrance. Um, and, and as you kind of all file out, he, he stands a little bit more to the attention. Um, oh, one more thing, if it's all right. Uh, I would like to purchase three shuffles. Yeah. Uh, he, he says, yeah. That's yeah, so good. I'll just go ahead and handle that. Should... There's availability. I imagine that's not difficult in a city, right? Yeah, you, yeah, you guys can can buy shovels, um, especially since the the Jade Lion Trading Company is, you know, all about hiring people to go into the jungle to find treasures. I assume they can sell shovels. A shovel, cool. All right, continue. Oh yeah, no. So he was just waiting for you guys. So you he went with you guys to buy shovels, um, <laughs> and he's just kind of following you around. I guess this is his first task as a guide is to guide you to shovels. <laughs> and a marvelous job you've done. Oh, oh, thank you. You blush. Ah, <laughs> uh, is is this all you needed in town? Uh, I suppose since you are in charge of the journey, uh, we do have the food we need to head out in that direction. Do we not? It will. 
it will most likely take a day and a half to reach Zarza. So it'll be, you need at least three days of food. If you, uh, if you do not have three days of food, then I would suggest getting some. So maybe um, I'll buy a couple more rations while I'm here too. What language? He's speaking Svimosis. Oh, jeez. There we go. Ration. Ever, can everyone speak Svimosis? I sure can. Yes. If that's the language of where we're at currently, I do, and I speak very brokenly. Okay. Yeah, I'm a novice. Oh, wait. Did, did I forget that one wall rolling? I got Calamari and Brendo being Renari and DJ. Yep, it sounds like you speak all the languages but this one. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> well, I haven't been here yet. I'll pick it up eventually. Yeah. So, does, you, don't worry. does anyone speak any of his common languages? Say them again. I, um, I'm sorry. I speak Calamaran. Calamar. But do so, you languages? I think that's what the DM asked. So, so it sounds... Yeah, you so had to like... use the translator needed a translator to talk to everybody. <laughs> I am an expert translator at every language but the one you're speaking. <laughs> well, that's fine, because wouldn't you know it, I have a spell translate. So even if I don't speak it, I'll speak it now. <laughs> <laughs> but didn't you list Kalmarin as one of your languages? So I can translate. Uh, yeah, I have Kalmarin. Okay. So if, wait, so you speak it, so then at least I could speak it through you if necessary. Does anyone else speak any of the common languages that he speaks? That's what I'm saying. What, can you list them again? Hey, Griffin, can you list the, the languages again? Uh, my languages are High, Low Elven, Kalmarian, Brandobian, Renarian, Dejay, Lizard Folk, and Dwarvish. Nope. My two languages, you don't speak. So you can speak with uh, with Cody or with or Tubbs, and you can speak with uh, uh, Kara as well, and they can right. kind of translate. Um, so at least you're not stuck with one translator, because then someone might start uh, skewing what you're saying. Indeed. Yeah, out of uh, principle, I won't be speaking to Dorvo with him. Oh, spicy! You guys are all ready to head out to Zarza. Indeed. All right. So a, a short distance from is. Emosvum itself uh, rests the the, lo- the dark line of trees that heralds the edge of the Vovan jungle. There, your guide directs you to a thin trail that cuts through the undergrowth, undergrowth and disappears into the shadowy jungle. Without much of any words, the, the guide lifts his spear and points to the trail, indicating this is the direction you guys are, will all be heading um, and leads you in into the jungle. For... Just in case anything bad might ever happen. Um, here, uh, if we want to go to the middle, if you guys want to drag your guy, your uh, your miniatures out and or your, your tokens out and place them in, in any sort of walking order you'd like. Uh, here's Rory the Badger as well. Are you, you taking Rory with, with you? Yes, I'm taking, Rory, I'm taking Rory with me. He's always by my side. Okay. Which way are uh, we going? Um, I will... So this guy is... This, this token right here is... Uh, Svona. Um, and so if you guys want to, if he's heading down, you guys can place yourselves anywhere in kind of, you know, behind <coughs> him, sort of. However, however you all guys want to. Would it be helpful if we added, uh, would be helpful if we added nameplates to everyone's characters? That would be. Uh, yeah. All right. Just takes a couple clicks, but that's going to be a month. I got disconnected, just coming back in. Um, how do you. Okay. If you just uh, click and drag on your on your character sheet, you should be able to pull. It out. You should be yeah. You should be able to pull your. You have to click on the name and not the picture, and I drag that out for you. Gotcha. Does that work for everyone? Yeah. Yes, yes. indeed. 
All right. The uh, the the path uh, it twists and turns, and the the undergrowth that you're passing through is is almost overtaking some of the path, but uh, at forcing you at, to at some points to even use uh, your guide has a machete, and maybe you use some of if any of you have slashing weapons, you also use it to to hack through some of the the underbrush as it starts to take over a little bit some of the trail. Um, the likelihood of of getting lost seems rather low as long as you're staying on the path, especially since you're starting to hack through underbrush and clear yourself a little bit of pattern of a, of a path. Um, but your, your first day of, of travel seems to, to pass by rather, rather uneventful. The, the jungle is full of sounds and smells and, and beautiful colors, but nothing too dangerous, at least yet. And as, as darkness begins to creep into the jungle, you, you stumble into, uh, into this clearing. Um, which which appears uh, well worn. Uh, you see, there's a stack of, of firewood that lies near a small trickle of of water that could be called a creek, only generously. Um, there, the wood there appears to be be rotting and covered in in old moss and vegetation, and and a blackened area surrounded by rocks appears to appears to be some sort of old fireplace above vines and low-hanging branches create a pretty thick canopy that you think would shelter you uh if if any sort of elements were to fall upon you um no doubt uh, this place once served as a a base camp for for migrant workers and travelers traveling from miss mosvum and uh, zarza um as you kind of enter this clearing fona starts to kind of stop and he pulls his satchel off and and throws it down and and sits down as if this is where at least he intends to. Thrawn will take his very heavy pack and when it settles on the ground, it's going to have a great big thud. <laughs> he's going to pull out a tent. He's going to pull out uh, some rations. He's going to just start setting himself up perfectly as if he's had to do this for hundreds of years. <laughs> All right. Uh, casual question. This squirrel, yeah. week is seven days, correct? Yeah, a week is seven days. Yeah, okay. Even uh, if I'll go it ahead and mark off food at the end of the day here. Even if it wasn't, I'd probably say it was, just so I don't get confused. Yeah, that's fair. As long as we know the map. So Thawn is going to like find a nice, pleasant spot, a nice, dry piece of land. This one looks good over here. Okay. Um, so now this is going to be our first night. This is going to be our first sleepover. Um is anyone uh, going to set a watch? I'll take first watch. Uh, right. Okay. Um, I'm going to add a a handout into our character section, um, which you're all going to be able to uh, edit and comment on. And so I'm going to put this as a group treasure and watch order, so that if anyone wants to ever, so we can just have the watch order written down. And you guys can. Do you see it? Did that pop up? Yes. So if you yep. guys want to edit that and toss in all that information there, that'd be great. That way, you know, we have consistency and we don't have to go over watch order every single night. Good point. Uh, so I guess the question first, of course, is who's actually good at observing things? Uh, Seth Ford. All right. Uh, I'll add myself to a watch list. How many watches are there in the... As many as you want to take. Watch. Uh, eight hours is what you need to get either healing or your spells back. Uh, so how does that... I'm trying to, like, think of the math here. So if honestly. you have five people... Eight hours. That's about. It's a little under two hours for each for each watch. All right. So, so we have four watches, I guess. Yeah, I think. Okay yeah, I think that splits even. Yeah, that that would, that would split it evenly. The lawn is taking third watch. 
Kara's taken. Awesome. So first is Ari, Tub, Valon, Kara. So the one person not taking a watch is Connor. Yeah, Connor. I guess not. I can That's split a right. watch with somebody. Yeah, you, you save you can... your energy for when we get there, and I right. need you to shovel up some graves. I do need a lot of sleep. You know, I'm always tired. We just assumed that you would not want to watch because of the way you've <laughs> displayed yourself this whole time. Right. Exactly. Rory can watch. The badger. <laughs> you're like, I'll I'll take a watch, and then you just fall asleep, and you're like, the badger's yeah. on it. Yeah. I, I can imagine right. Thalon just being like, oof, badger to everyone's face, and then like during his watch, he's like, come here, badger, come here. Got a piece come of cheese. <laughs> <laughs> he wakes up and like after a month of adventuring, his badger's just enormous. You've just been feeding him <laughs> cheese every single watch. He's he's just like rolling around. The badger is now a boulder. <laughs> That's a shield, baby. All right. Uh so for uh so Airy, if uh yeah, if everyone could roll an observation and listening for the night. Let's do it. Except me, right? Oh yeah, except for you. You're right. just asleep. Don't worry. Don't even worry about it. Right. Observation and listening right above. Oh, well, if it's easy, I should have make both, but we'll see about that. So, are you guys keeping the fire going overnight, or what are you gonna uh, do? This seems like a warm climate, right? It it is a rather warm climate. It's very it's rather close to the equator. Right. It doesn't entirely seem necessary. It would be, it'd be yeah. more for if you wanted light, really. Right. Uh, and I'm trying to think. Is this area very dense, like where it'll be pretty dark if we didn't? It is. Uh, it's it's a little dense once you uh, leave the clearing. So, like, if we say this area, like this whole center area, is the clearing, then once you start getting into these trees, it does start getting rather rather dense. Um, I would assume everybody knows races. Uh, what they're able to see sight wise. Anybody yeah. unable to see it? Actually, good question. Did. Elves have dark vision? I've already forgotten. So in, in Hackmaster, I don't think any races actually have dark vision. You just have low light vision. Right. Um, okay. I know the dwarf has low light vision. Yes. I don't know. Do the, does Gnome Titans get low light vision? Yeah. Yeah. They, they got like 60 feet. Yeah. So that means you can actually see twice the distance in, in good light and dim light. So if you have a torch and that gives you 15 feet of good light and then another 15 feet of dim light, then the dwarf and gnome titan would see 30 feet of good light and then another 30 feet of dim light. I mean, I would suggest against the fire just makes us a target. Yeah, same here, especially we can all see. Fair enough, light. we'll simply listen. Okay. I mean, you guys could kind of the fire if you want to. It's already hot enough for me. I don't care for it. Yeah, I'm used to the more cooler weather. The under so in, in Hackmaster, the way it works is... Uh, for there, there's two different types of skill rules. Uh, in if you're going against something that's just your skill, so if you're trying to pick a lock, if you're trying to glean information, where it's kind of like a, either a large group of people or um, where it's just your skill, or like you're searching a room, you're trying to roll low, and you're going. To, these are called just like regular skill rolls, and so you're, you're trying to reach different thresholds. In opposed rolls, uh, you are trying to roll high so you're you're going to take your skill and you're going to add whatever you roll and then that's the number that you're tr like that you're trying to roll against the other person so like if if kara the first if kara's first roll was an observation and her second roll was a sneaking then her her observation skill was a so i'm taking her 32 and a 19 um then her first roll was a a 40 
or a, a 51, and then her listening check, which we're calling a sneaking check in this case, um, would have been a 101. And so in that case, her sneaking would have not been seen by that observation. So in this case, I rolled for Falan's, uh, for whatever Falan was trying to see. And Falan, you did manage to spot uh, whatever's happening. So um, some of these rolls, I'm going to roll visibly. Uh, that's usually when you know what you're going against. So like if if you're try- if you tried to convince Isvor to give you more money, then that would have been an opposed check. One of you would have rolled a diplomacy check against his resist persuasion, and I would have rolled that visibly. Um, however, in situations where you you might not know they're opposing you, or you don't know, like if, if you're rolling a listening check and you don't know there's creatures out there, maybe I'm rolling, maybe I'm not. In this case, Thalon, you're on your watch, and you are, you know, you're, maybe you're, you're, you're standing, maybe you're sitting, maybe you're kind of doing a little patrol, and... As you're kind of walk, walking around, the, the jungle's still making sounds around you, and you see something shifting through the nearby brush. And from the... It doesn't necessarily move through... The, the brush isn't exactly moving, but you see something moving through it. And from out from the brush moves, or the better way to describe it would be floats, a, a spectery figure... Uh, it, it looks like a a middle-aged Svimosian woman that appears to be made half out of out of mist. And she floats towards you with a hand outreached, and she's floating straight towards you. What are you going to do? Uh first thing, uh monster lore. What do I know about ghosts and maybe this region what? and them trying to strangle me? Alright. So the way monster lore works is monster lore is a is a skill that I will roll secretly. Um, okay. So what is your skill in monster lore? Thirty. So the way, the way it works is I roll your monster lore. If I'm within thirty, so if I roll a one to thirty, you get correct information. Mm-hmm. If I'm off by twenty-five, so if I get a fifty-five, a thirty-one to fifty-five, you know something incorrect. And if I roll more than 55, you have no idea. So it did rings no bells or you've never heard of it. Um, and in this case, you maybe it's just the shock. Maybe you're still a little tired. You have no idea. You've, you've never you've done a little bit of research and maybe it's just a new area. Um, you've read about ghosts and you've read about different creatures of the night. But at this moment, nothing's coming to mind. Right. Uh I'm still going to not let it touch me, then. I'm going to start backing away towards uh, some of the others sleeping and start kicking them. <laughs> okay. So what we're going to do here is we're going to roll initiative. So right. the way this works is um, you're going to start kicking them. All right. So if we go, if you if you put yourself more by the fire, we'll, we'll arrange these folks all slumbering around it. Um, we'll put you right there. They're not going to get a chance to roll initiative until you start hollering or making noise or doing something to awaken them. Right. Since since you're on watch, you would roll a d10 for initiative. Okay. But you're an elf, so I believe you get one initiative dice better. So you would actually roll <laughs> a d8. Yep. All right. So let's give it and, a roll first. Yep. And I and ooh, that's actually a really good roll. The one other thing <laughs> is, in order for your initiative to turn up on the initiative tracker, you have to click on your tokens. Oh, right, right. So, but uh, I'll I'll take that first roll though. So whatever your so if you do it again, um, I'll yeah, just, just so I pop up. Oh, well, 
Okay, then. I'll modify that initiative. Um, and she... Oh, can everyone see that right there? It's a little ghostly. Oh, yes. Yep. But that is the haunt, or is whatever the creature is. And I need to roll initiative um, for her. Ah, so second one. So second one, uh, I'll, I'll start a little bit farther back. She starts floating forward. And then um, the way this works is um, this initiative tracker will highlight you when it's your turn. And at that point, you will either click done if you do a one second action or delay if you're doing a longer sec, a longer, uh, a longer action. Uh, when you click on one of your tokens, you should see those actions in the top left um, as as delay or done. So she moves forward, yeah, forward. She hits done. She continues going forward. She hits. I'm just going to delay oh, she- her. What? Oh, I see. So she has like six seconds to go here. Like. Yeah, so she has six seconds to move because you can be moving every single second mm-hmm. until your initiative comes up. So at this point, what's happening is as it's approaching, maybe you see it and you're like, maybe this is when you're doing your monster lore check. You're like, uh, oh, whoa, it's just you not comprehending or you not preparing. Maybe it's you standing up too slowly. Um, Stretching up, push, push myself back up on my stick. Yep. And so in Hackmaster, when you move into contact with an enemy, you get a free attack. So as long as your your initiative is up. So if you were if you were both already acting, then you could both make an attack here. And then we'd go to the issue of reach. However, since it's her initiative, or well, she's acting on this second and you're unaware, you're not going to get a free attack. However, yeah. if she actually hits you, she's going to lower your initiative because you're shocked into awareness. Right. So Typically, what you'd do is you'd click on your character sheet and you'd roll a defense. However, in this case, since you're you're unaware, you just roll a, a penetrating D8. So a D, an exploding D8. So exclamation P. And she's going to roll to try to twist my defense. It's five. You got it. It's not great. All right. And she just gets barely better. So she does manage to touch. So the first thing that mechanically happens is you're now aware of it. So your initiative lowers to six. So two seconds after you get it. Yeah. Mechanically, at the same time, she would now have to wait. If she wanted to attack again, she would have to wait her weapon. So if it was one of you, you'd hit delay and then wait her weapon. So I'm going to hit de- delay on her for now. So, oh, she, that isn't delay. Um, yeah, uh, I imagine she gets delayed by like four plus whatever her weapon speed is. Yep, but. exactly. So her weapon speed is 10. So that actually delays her to all the way to second 14. So and between <laughs> second four and 14, if, if you know, you don't die or if whatever happens doesn't happen, then she'll just continue. Like, it's like she's fighting you. Um, mm. At this point, she has a uh, a special attack. So the damage that she does is she does... Uh, she does two points of damage to you. And this is as she touches you, you feel a, a fell chill crawl up your arm where she touches you. Like she just reaches out and like grabs your forearm. So you do have some damage reduction again. So uh, yes, I do. I your just... arm, yeah, you're, you've got thick robes on. So your damage reduction is one. So this just gives you a one point. And I'm actually trying to see like, like where I can adjust that because like the current HP button is actually uh, unmodifiable. Yep. So if you go down from health and defense, if you go down to wounds, it's right below. Aha, there we go. Yep. So, so one you, point. You, you put a one point, and next to it, it says days to heal. So the way this works in Hackmaster is a one point wound takes one day to heal. If you had a five point wound in five days, 
it would become a four-point wound. <coughs> then in four days, it would become a three-point wound. And then in two days, it would become a two-day wound and, and so on and so forth. So things slowly heal. Got it. Um, if you have fast healer, which would that would reduce each day to heal by one. So if I think, Connor, you have a fast. That's Connor, right. your character has a fast healing. So yes. if Connor got a one-point wound, it would take him half a day to heal that one point wound. And you can put half a day in there? You can just put like point five. I think you can put, yeah, you should be able to put point five in there. Um, so she reaches out and touch you, touches you. Now I need you to roll a d20 and add your wisdom. Oh boy. Let's take a look. So my wisdom over here is eight. So if I roll a d20 plus eight, that's a 19. <laughs> so and I got a 20. So. This creature advances on you, reaches out to touch you, and then disappears. And you feel it like fill, like it almost, it almost feels like you're an empty pitcher and water is being poured in, like too much water is being poured into it as you feel this, this cold presence inside your mind. And you now have this, this sudden urge to begin digging in this corner of the room. Or this corner of the clearing. Ooh, okay, then. Uh, I imagine this probably means we are actually out of initiative. Yep, so right now we are out of it, out of initiative. All right, so I'll go ahead and move myself over to that corner. I do own shovels, and I am very strong. All right, so it's 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 several moments of of digging, and you, about two feet down, you find a, a small skeleton of an infant wrapped in, uh, at this point, dirty and moldy uh, wrap. And you look at it and you, you, all you see is, is your poor child. And, and you reach down and you, you, you pick up this, this, this skeleton and, and wrap it in the cloak. You kind of unwrap the old wraps it was in and wrap it up in your cloak. And then start walking off into the jungle. And All you right, know, gonna roll my new character, guys. Nice no. <laughs> And you know, like, I'll, I'll send you a whisper about what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, at which point, it's now morning. Um, everyone feels really, really refreshed after after sleeping for that night. Um, Kara, you're you're a little surprised because you wake up. Maybe you even do the thing where you kind of like wake up before your alarm, and you're like, "Huh, I, I feel like." I slept in longer than, or like, I feel like, or like when you sleep through an alarm or you forget to set an alarm, you like wake up and eh, I guess I just got extra sleep. That was just refreshing. Then you look at your alarm, you're like, oh crap. And so at this point you've woken up and you see it's light and you're like, oh no, I I never got woken up. And you guys all wake up and you see uh, Falon is gone, or at least there's no one there. You see there's a, there's a strange hole dug in the nearby, in the, at the edge of the clearing and his tent set up. What would you guys like to do? Is there a Roll. disturbance around the hole? Yes, you see there, like the, the hole's been dug, and there's a shovel lying discarded. You know, it's one of the shovels that you guys had brought with you to help um, dig up the body. Yes, it's time to check for tracks. Yeah, so that would be a a tracking check. And this this is just an average check. So get they're, they're fresh, there's nothing to... Um, there's nothing too difficult about it. Look. Is the guide still there? She, he, uh, the, the guide is there. And so the guide will attempt a, a check as well. A, a check as well. I want to say to the guide, does this happen? People just walk out? Uh, I, 
No, it shouldn't. What, what possessed your friend to just leave? Did anyone hear anything? They all slept soundly through the night. Okay. He didn't have enough time to make any noise before he was possessed. Yeah, he never woke me from my watch. He left yeah. in the night. Yes, I stood watch, and then I woke Tubbs, and I went to sleep myself. Tubbs, did you see anything? No, no. I was second watch, so he, did he wake me up from my watch? Or? Yeah, no, oh, I you woke were, you up. Thalon was third watch, so you woke him up. <laughs> Tubbs, you woke Thalon up for his third watch, and then you went to bed. Does anyone know? Has he traveled this jungle before? Why would he? I want to jump in the hole and see if there's anything in there. Yeah, you you jump in the hole and roll a roll a scrutiny check. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. Roll to seventy nine. All right, and your uh, your scrut. What is your scrutiny? I guess it would say right there. So um, I have to roll. I have to roll under it, or you want to? In this case, this is a uh, an average. Check. So a lot of the checks at this point are going to be average. Um, doing other things, doing things can imp- like doing things to make the check easier can make it an easier trivial check. Um, and doing things that are especially difficult can reduce the difficulty. Um, there are two sheets below your character sheets. It's got uh, cheat sheets. I believe cheat sheet two has uh, the skills <coughs> and the, the different thresholds for difficulties. Um, so in this case, you look through it and you don't find anything uh, of value uh, or or anything that not of value, but of a thing that any, a nothing gives you any clues. Um, it just appears to be a small hole. It, I mean, it's about it's probably only a foot and a half long by maybe half a foot wide, um, maybe the size of a, a small child. I want to crawl back out. It's it's only two feet deep, but that that is I'm a crawl for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can I take a look too? Yeah. Did you find anything in there, gnome? No, nothing, nothing in there. Anybody see where his tracks went? Oh God, dang it! That was supposed to be a whisper. Don't look! Don't look! Away! Here's the thing: I haven't seen it. The stream has seen it. I'm still on the our Discord, so I have not. Oh no! Just um, pretend it doesn't exist, everybody. Click spam periods or something. Spam. Pe- Spam defenses! <laughs> Wait, but I rolled so well. Just before it. Too bad, we can't see Spanning it. attacks! <laughs> yeah, you got 14 out of 18. That was real good. Um, so, yeah, so you look down into the hole, and from now on, I'm only sending messages through Discord. Um, uh, so you look down into the hole, and you actually find... You, you find that small... Um, uh, the small wraps that uh that were like because it wasn't discarded in the hole and connor just jumps into the hole and is like there's nothing in the hole starts burrowing a little bit and you look next to it and you that's where you find the uh those little old wraps and uh in and looking in you see maybe connor disturbed it a little bit but you find you see several small bone well and i I just share yeah of course i feel like in the absence of being able to track him and not being seeing anything around us, I'm just gonna start shouting his name. And yeah, I, that's I that's perfectly fine. Uh, so it seems like this is a wrap wrapping in bones of a small child, potentially an animal, but very likely a small. He, what is this so strange? Well, I, mean, I want to ask. The, I want to ask the guide if he's if he's heard of any stories of people just abandoning the camp, like any stories at all. Okay. Uh, first, let me roll uh, Svona's tracking check. So his his tracking skill is a forty. So uh, yeah, he gets an eighteen. And so you guys are are looking around, looking at this hole and calling out. And meanwhile, he's been like studying the ground and looking around the camp. Um, and so you go over to 
to see what he's doing. And he's, he's looking at the tracks and he, he stands up and he goes, I've, I've heard of, of people disappearing in, in the jungle. Um, it, it is known that I've known on some long expeditions for people to go, to go crazy or be uh, lured into the, the jungle by fell creatures of myth, but not, this has never happened so close to Zazani. This is a, a safer area. This used to be a, a trek from it's most of them to Zarza, where we we had no no danger. This is unheard of to me. But what's strange is that it looks like he continued on the path towards Zarza. In somewhat broken Spinoza, uh, which, by the way, I probably would have checked this back in town. Does he speak merchant? Um, the, your guide. Yeah, your guide does not. Okay, so in kind of somewhat broken Spinozian, I got to apply back myth with child. Is there any? Uh, there with with child. Let me let me think. I I, I do not know any 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 child anything with child. Any any myths with child? Of course, there are there are always myths about child children being stolen by by monsters, but never never anything like this. No. So we've got. A dead child in a hole, and our recent acquaintance has dug them up and run off in the direction that we're going. It seems to me that our best course of action is to continue as we were, in the hopes that we will one day meet up with our acquaintance again. Uh, Question, would divine lore religion help in this? Uh, You could could roll to see if, uh, you know, it, it it remarks... Like, I mean, you could roll to see if anything rings a bell. I would like to, like, if I know, like, any specters that do this or, you know, like, how he was talking about. Yeah. And if you're talking about ghosts and everything, I'm going to have the heebie-jeebies quite a bit, like, very often. Clearly, I'm not liking this conversation. So should I do divine lore or religion? Um, Divine lore, because religion is more about knowledge specific to your religion. Right. So it it does not seem to ring any any bells for you. Uh, I mean, you, you that was a pretty that was a really good check, but it, you'd you'd need to see whatever happened to him to know more. In this case, um, maybe uh, maybe the there is a, a a dead baby monster. That's that's your assumption at this point. Maybe a, a dead baby. But it looks like he dug up the hole, so right. you don't you don't know how this baby fits into him digging up the baby and then the child and going there. So right, would my superstition would I be able to look at the baby? Or would I be too wigged out? Um, you would if if you saw the baby, you might be a little wigged out uh, because of your superstition of the undead. Right. But at this point, you're and you you, know, you might even not want to go near the 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 hole, but. Right. Uh, Sure At this point, you're not seeing, uh, not seeing anything. Right. Uh, not, not nothing that would put you on edge. I wasn't sure if it was just undead in general or just dead. You know, it's it's a little bit of both. Gotcha. Are his belongings still at camp? I know his tent is, but are his other belongings, his pack, is still there? Uh, all of his possessions are here. I could tr- I could try to see if I can get the badger to track him. Uh, uh, Svona has, has found, uh, the path, but your badger could also work in following him. You do have the bad, it does have a good sense of smell. So what do you guys think? Or do you just want to, maybe we just continue on the path, pack everything up and bring all his things with us? Yes. As I said, he's heading in the same direction that we're going. So if we just continue, we may someday meet him again. 
I am like mind. I take up his pack. Um, okay. But I, I'm gonna leave the tent. You're gonna leave the tent. I can't actually carry too much more weight, but I'll pick ah, whatever so, he has that's kind of lighter. So it looks <laughs> like he's got 76 pounds of equipment. So, or well, 66 pounds without the uh, um, without the tent. So I guess I'm gonna loot his pack. <laughs> no. Loot his pack. All right, well, I only got <laughs> enough weight to carry his gold. Oh, hey there. Hey now. Let's not loot a possibly dead man's belongings until we know that he's dead. I will, if I can, intercede, and I will heft his weight for for him until he is found. Uh, so, I, I, you, there's enough of you that if you want to, you know, there's enough that you can carry. Uh, there's enough of you that you can carry the stuff without uh, encumbering uh, yourselves yeah. too much. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's put it in. I mean, I was already so- at medium encumbrance, so... Well, maybe you're a little bit slower. So it's a, it's a little bit of a slower trek. Um, but the, the the next half of the day is, is a little bit weird. You guys are kind of all a little bit nervous and on edge after that complete disappearance last night. And uh, everything seems to be a little bit spookier. You you might jump at every sound as the, as the jungle makes its normal noise. And after about half a day, maybe even a little less than half a day, it's surprising because even though you're you're encumbered with more gear you're moving a little bit quicker because you just don't know like you're maybe you're eager to reach him and you reach uh what you assume was zarza so this is zarza so there's a there's a small creek that you pass and maybe it's this uh, continuation of the same one so you guys can put yourselves down here at the very bottom of the map if you'd like uh, as you guys enter zarza i'm throwing my token down here for you to throw wherever you wish yep um uh, you can also probably collect the tokens from the previous map and throw them on, so you don't have to like keep adding the names too. Oh yeah, I should assign. I think I should assign them to your. That'd your be character. a good idea. That's what I meant to do. Um, so while I'm doing this, Griffin, you yes. Uh, so you are kind of in this daze while you are while you are journeying. Uh, you, I mean, you've got all your mind is filled with all these uh, strange memories that aren't yours, and this this strange desire. And so you trek all the way to Zarza. And when you get there, you immediately travel to a, you're, you're, I mean, you don't even take in anything of the village. You just beeline exactly to where you knew the father of your child used to live. And this time you don't have a shovel. And so this time you, you find the ruined building and in your mind, you picture the hut that used to stand there, stand there, and you step through the door, and you see your husband, your loving husband, and you you show him the child, and he's filled with joy, and you like you see, you're kind of seeing two visions at once, and mm-hmm. you you step over to where you have a, a small crib set aside, and you're you're picturing yourself tucking in your child. Um, but at the same time, you're actually you feel the dirt in your hands as you claw open the dirt and rebury um, your child. And then you it's all like it all snaps together and you you still have these kind of vague blurred memories that I sent you and you can kind of blur them as you'd like. Yeah. 
but you're you're famished and tired because you you walk through the entire night and you realize you have no food, no gear. All you have is what you had on watch. Right, which would have been just probably like my stick or something, honestly. Yeah, probably just your probably just your staff maybe used Definitely it. not seventy seven pounds of equipment. <laughs> <laughs> um Honestly, that's probably including some other weights like the robe and stuff, but yeah. <laughs> I think I've assigned all of your characters to um, your, I've, I'm pretty sure I've assigned your tokens to or your, your, your named tokens to all your characters. So if you delete and then um, if you delete and then pull them out again, they should all have their names on them. Um, nope, not for me. Not for, not for you. Works for me. How do you delete? Uh, if you click on them and then just hit your token. Delete. Your token, not your sheet. Yeah, your token. Don't delete your sheet. Don't delete your sheet. I don't think it worked for me either. Haven't. Same. All right. Well, I succeeded for one of you. <laughs> um, Mission accomplished. All right. All right. And I think I've done Tub. I've done Thalon. <coughs> um, let's see. Connor. Yeah. Works for Connor. Works for Rory. Uh, it looks like it's working for everyone now. Great. Huzzah! So I'll give you guys all the description at the same time. Of course, uh, Griffin, you're getting this probably just as the just as the the sun is rising, um, right? Or well, maybe a little bit after, as it's it's about half a day's journey. So they probably reach it just about midday, and you're getting it very early in the morning. So this is Zarza. It's a large circular clearing maybe a, a half mile, mile in total diameter. and But all that's left of it is blackened patches of grounds and burnt, tim- burnt timbers to indicate where most of the buildings and huts uh, once were. In the very center of the clearing, which is right here, is a small hill. And standing on top of it like a, like a broken crown are four waist-high walls comprised of stone and capped with a haphazard pile of, of burnt timbers and axe. So on the, on the far side of the clearing, uh, just in view, you also see, which is at the very top of the map, you also see uh, a gathering of low earthen mounds, which is no doubt indicating the place where the dead were being. So first, Griffin, what, what, were you, what have you been doing for the past few hours in Zars? Uh, well, given that I just finished uh, bearing a baby and I'm terribly exhausted, I'm probably going to go ahead and shuffle over to the corner nearby, sit down, and recover until I feel like I'm uh, ready again. Well, That's probably going to be like a whole hour right there. Yeah, you can, um, you could, you could spend the, the time resting. Uh, and in the meanwhile, I'll actually just sort of close my eyes and try to listen to the landscape and see, like, does it sound like there's other movement out here? Probably yeah. not, but let's see. Make a make a listening check and a, an observation check. All right. Yeah. The observation check in this one, it's it's rather easy. Uh, so it's within eighty percent of your observation. So yeah. All right. So very easy to get the observation and almost nearly normally rolling the uh, listen check. So if, and if you roll under your skill, that's considered a difficult check. So mm-hmm. you you kind of like listen, and it, it, it maybe the jungle is a little bit quieter just because you're kind of in a clearing that a lot of the animals are staying away from. But mm-hmm. you're you're in a hut that's close enough that you can still hear the, the regular sounds of the jungle. But what you hear more and what you're starting to see is there are well, several groups of, of small monkeys loitering in the area. And even as you sit down and rest, you see several of them 
are like hop up on the ruins and and like are looking at you and some of them are even like peeking through the door and like coming close to you uh as a note translate doesn't work on monkeys does it no i think they have to well unless the monkey can speak a language um but i don't think it comprehend unintelligible speech but that still probably has to be speech yes there we go. Okay, so I'll, I'll just kind of like I'll actually just like stand up and casually like wave at the monkeys. <laughs> um, well, at least I have somebody here. Some of the some of the monkeys even even wave back, and like some of them like they, they all like some of the, it scares a few of them away, and they they scurry away, but then they you know, quickly come back. Uh, so I think uh, Thalan will probably do a short little tour of the village and see like, well, what do these buildings look like? They were uh, meant for. Which one mm-hmm. is the most important looking building? Things like that. It looks you like think... most of these are probably like basic homes and farms. Yeah, a lot of them look like they're basic homes and farms. And the the one at the top of the, in the center on the big hill, you you think might be the most important. Um, and we'll say that it's about at this time that the rest of the group arrives. So you guys all arrive and you you take in the village of. And you, as you got, you're crossing this kind of makeshift bridge over the small creek. And you see Thalon, like, walking from one of the buildings and walking around and walking up to the top of the hill. Being, for a number of uh, reasons, that one, we were hired as a group to come here, which means that danger is a probability. And two, Thalon left us in the middle of the woods and left all his stuff behind, so weirdness is afoot. I want to drop all of his stuff. In the creek, good idea. No, yeah, no. (laughs) Uh, Nearest where I am, somewhere around on the roadside here. Uh, but I want to draw my uh, sword and shield because I expect that this is where, in the mission, difficulty would arise. And I just want to be prepared ahead of time. Okay. Yeah, I yell at Thalan and uh, Kamaran, like, you, why did you leave? What is going on? We have all your stuff. And I throw it down, like, in a... How far away are we? We're, like, 170 feet away. So you're going to hear back a, what? So this uh, this map is a little bit... <laughs> Not not quite to scale. So the the diameter of the entire camp half a mile. So at this point, you're probably a uh, little Even under further. Yeah, well, no, the diameter. So you're at about probably a quarter of a mile if you're at the very center. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that's still enough that you probably hear shouting. Right. Thalon will uh, turn around and look. He'll, he'll like wave his hand, uh, and then he'll take a seat. Okay. That's that's what you see. You see him take a yeah. seat. And there's like they're kind of like as he's steps. walking up the hill, you see kind of like like a, a small group, like several groups of monkeys kind of like following him around. And as you guys are starting to walk into the ruins, you see some some monkeys start to take uh like peek at you and uh some of them are investigating. What would you guys Wait, like one, to do? Yeah, if one of them gets closer, I'll probably like pull out like a, a little piece of copper. Uh, and like show it off to them. It's like, look, monkey, civilization. What do you think of Ooh. this? They all, they all like, they all like look a little excited. I bet I can teach you all to be troublesome to everyone else who comes here in the future if I keep giving you more of these. Are you gonna give one to them? Uh, yes. So you, you, you like toss it to one of them, and the monkey sees it and looks at it and like holds it up in the light and then starts scurrying off into the woods. <laughs> Oh, that that's worth a copper of entertainment. All right, what what are you guys gonna do next? What's to what's ever, what's the group gonna do? You see him wave and sit down, just playing with monkeys, waiting for you to get here. Right. Whole quarter mile walk. I'm gonna have my spear at the ready, but I'm gonna make my way and just kind of look around as I'm making my way to him, and just 
kind of say to everybody, come on, let's let's go here. There he is. Okay. Yeah, very slowly, but uh, cautiously, because I still don't know what's wrong with him. It's okay. The badger's here. We're good. Yeah, I likewise have one. Okay. Nobody with so many monkey friends could be uh, could be could horrible, be, could yeah, they? Yeah, exactly. I watched the Jungle Book. That is patently untrue. <laughs> <laughs> He's become the Lord of the Jungle. I'm sorry, but I have to say, Griffin is now the big bad evil. <laughs> The first motion, kill him. Um, so you guys can uh, place all your miniatures. We'll say this is now an accurate distance. So if you want to put yourselves, however, however close you want to be to Thalon, you can you can put yourselves there. Yeah, so that's that's about that's about thirty forty feet away from him. Um, so my problem here is that I can't communicate with Thalon. Yes, that that is that is a problem. Except for you know, in the Pokemon style of saying his name. You can, you can also uh, use acting to pantomime things to each other. So if you ever do get in a situation that uh, that you like, it's just two of you that can't communicate. You can do acting checks to each other. So sounds like I'm gonna have to pick that up next level. Yep. Or you could just be really bad at it. It's like you want me to do yes. what with my spear? Uh, the lawn will just sort of casually wave again as you get closer. Oh, morning, of course. I suppose it's noon now, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's around. It's about noon. Well, pleasant noon. And to uh, recap here, Kara is the only one who understands you, right? Yes. And only if he's speaking the language. Right, right. So I'll be speaking to Kara specifically then. All right. I hope I didn't trouble you all too much. What the hell? Jesus, we just lugged all your shit here? You left in the middle of the night on watch? What is wrong with you? Uh, What's wrong with me might be... Uh, the troubled spirits of the area. They came for me in the night. Are you talking about these stupid monkeys? What the hell? Oh, the monkeys are friendly. (laughs) Then what are you talking about? (laughs) Well, not about the monkeys, that's for sure. What's he saying? He's talking about spirits, not the monkeys. My head's sort of heavy still. That's that's an... I'm uh, I'm speaking... But I've I've put a great sadness to rest. I don't... I don't think it will bother us again. But hopefully the spirits here will be more at peace. Spirits That's at all peace, I can something I don't know. He's crazy. <laughs> this is broken to motion. Does he seem dangerous? Like, no. Lod probably has never seemed dangerous in his life. <laughs> right, but I mean in you could be ranting something real crazy talk, and that's what I'm saying. Does he seem dangerous? Does he sound like he's gonna hurt himself or others? Lod looks like he's just kinda chilling, honestly. He's hanging out with monkeys. Right, but Lon you is could, also very hungry. You could be pulling a Joe Cool, right? You just look cool. Say some crazy shit, though. <laughs> I just wanted you guys to carry my stuff here, so I left in the middle of the night. <laughs> Carrie, does he know? Does he know what this place is? Uh, this looks like the village we were after. And and Svona does does say yes. This is this is the Zaza ruins. Well, I've been here for a few hours, and uh. I'm proud to say there only seem to be these uh, pleasant little monkeys around. It should be safe. Operative word. He says it should be safe. Only monkeys. This is- if you could please let him know that his shovels are back by the bridge if he wants to actually work and not wander around in the middle of the night. Well, I suppose I will go and retrieve my things then. Uh, and Thalon will do the long walk to go recover all the stuff, take some food and shove it into his mouth. Uh, take so, the shovels all the way back. He'll probably actually, like, set up his stuff, like, probably by the center here. Okay. So you you head out, you're heading over there, and the first thing you notice is as you're heading over there, 
see there's a small group of monkeys all over your stuff. And as you're watching, you see several of the monkeys start grabbing things and take off in several directions. And one of them has your entire backpack and is trying to drag it into the woods. He's not going to have much luck with that, I don't think. It, it's it's an attempt, but it's trying. It's it's he's like dragging it, and it's. I mean, he he's only made it a few feet, but several of the other monkeys have been more successful in grabbing, uh, like maybe your canteen or you know, like anything. Especially, do you have anything shiny in your back in your in your knapsack? Kind of that might be hanging on the outside. Uh, I've got javelins. I've got shovels. Yeah, one of them's one of them's got a shovel and his drag and is like hopping off with it. Um, but it, it, anything that's kind of like on the outside or loose, they're trying to they're like pilfering. Uh, I'll go ahead and uh, start approaching. I'll just like raise my hands up, like, all right, this is enough games, monkeys. The the first the one that's dragging your backpack like looks over its shoulder and sees you and and tries to go a little bit faster, but it's. It's probably like a like an eight pound monkey trying to drag a seventy pound backpack. So it's yeah, it's it's not working very well. He's kind of dragged it a few feet. Yeah, I'll like, literally approach. I'll I'll like look at the monkey as he's trying to like desperately it, escape from it. I'll reach down and pick up the backpack and it at the same time with just one hand and it, just go. It, you're free to go anytime you want. It, it looks at you like like you're the one who's trying to take from it and. It, Squawks and 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 then like and like hangs on for a second and then go and then like 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 wave raises its fists at you and then like scurries off into the <laughs> back into the the jungle and then entirely nonchalantly the lounge just throws it on his back uh, and I'll take note of like anything that is uh, gone or stolen at this point uh, I assume the monkeys have fled like far beyond yeah the, the monkeys yeah most people. of them have have fled like out of your immediate um so oh you're, you're right now your your signal whistle is missing and um that you know that looks and maybe one of your shuffles so that that looks like all the stuff that is that's probably easily grabbable um like your your backpack was like as he was dragging it then some of the stuff was falling out and they were kind of looking at it and grabbing things that looked kind of shiny so all right fair enough the shovel's only four pounds so they should be able to get away with that yeah they 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 managed to get away with one of those yep and the rest is like dry terrible food i doubt they'd even touch that yeah maybe one of them like gnawed on it and was at least i'm wearing my belt so they can't take that that's true (laughs) They tried though. When when you when you almost fell asleep in one of the the huts, they tried. Right. So Thon will be like coming back, and he's like, "What happened to my tent? It's over there with the rest of your stuff." Oh, okay. So you did pack it up out. Okay. <laughs> yes, everything. We took everything, assuming that we would meet you again <laughs> someday. Oh, good that you did. Well, and I will go ahead and hand a shovel over to who's the next strongest looking person. Oh, and I'll go ahead and hand one over to Eric. And I'll the, hold the other one. If anyone has the skill laborer, or the, not the skill, but the proficiency laborer, then they'd be more efficient in uh, in doing manual labor. Um, it's not just a, a factor of strength. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll the... look over at the rest of everyone and go, it'd probably be best, Kira, if you direct them to uh, explore this building here in the center. Okay. Your guide at this point is kind of just, has kind of like steps, like sit, sat in one of the ruins where there's kind of like a little seat like there's a and like kind of fashioned himself a spot to sit and he's just kind of kicking back and letting you guys do what you're here to do yes guy just keep an eye on this 
package here. This is where most of our food is. Yeah. Okay. So All what right. would you guys like to do? Well, I want to I want to dig on the mound. You're gonna you're gonna search through this is a large hill that's got uh like a, looks like the ruins of a stone building. And in the very north at the top of the map, that's where there are a lot of uh looks like mounds of buried bodies. I would not be over there. Okay. Uh, the lawn is going to be over there, and hopefully uh, Aerie decides to join me. Oh, not Eric this time? <laughs> I'm sorry, I was like looking at the uh, the E on the stream, almost looked like a C to me. So. It almost looks like <laughs> Eric backwards. Sure, if you um, switch the I and the R. Yeah, almost. If, you if you're dyslexic, really... looking at it in a mirror, and you know, don't have your glasses on. And change some letters around, sure. <laughs> if you really try, my name could be almost something else. So now I wonder, does Connor have a shovel? It looks like Tubbs and Kara are going, are searching this stone building, while the other three are going through the, uh, going through the corpses or going through the uh, what looks like the the burial mounds. Mm-hmm. I, I do not have a shovel, but I'll, I'll use like a a piece of bark or something to use it as a. Sho- I'll just look for something like on the edge of the. Yep, fair. Um, we'll start with Kara and Tubbs. You guys are are looking over this. Uh, this central building. Um, what would you like to do there? Um, I would like to see if um, I could see what type of stone it is. Um, what happened to the stone? Because I would assume dwarves are like, you know, stone whispers yeah. or something. Yeah, so uh, do uh, scrutiny checks to search through these ruins. Okay. Yeah. So this is an average check, so within 40. So, yeah, Kara, maybe maybe you, one of you were like, okay, I'll search over here. You'll search. And and Kara, you're searching through, and you're just finding kind of burnt rubble and collapsed stone, and nothing much much of interest. You know, you find like a, a chest that's been broken open, and you assume that someone else has come through here and maybe looted it when they were burning the town. Um, and Tubbs, you're looking around, and you find a a broken shovel. So it's a it's a shovel with uh, part of the handle broken off. So you can still use it. But uh, it's not as it's just somewhat awkward. Um, but aside from that, uh, you you don't find any. Uh, you, you succeeded a difficult check, so you you searched it really pretty well, um, and you don't find any. You don't find any secret compartments built into the the stone building or passageways or, or anything like that. Um, do I know like how long the stone's been here? Or that fun stone? You like something more a dwarf would, would um, know about stone. This, um, you know, I'll give you some information on it. it. It seems like this building was been here for a while, not on the scale of Dwarven architecture, but it was probably, it was a fairly permanent building um, until it got burned down and trashed. Um, it's it's not stone from around here, so it had to be imported somewhere a ways away. Um, gotcha. Probably about, it was probably here for, maybe a year or two before it was destroyed. And it seems to have been destroyed along the same timeline that you guys were aware of. So a couple months ago. Oh, would I know what destroyed it exactly? Or like by the march right? Uh it it just looks like people um like took hammers to it and burnt it and, you know, tried to it, it looked like what a, an angry group of natives might do if they a village gotcha. and had a stone building but you're not seeing like anything you're not seeing stone like disintegrated or or anything right. like un- too unusual and that that takes you guys a little bit when you're done with that what would you guys like to do i'll take the shovel that's not um that's a little bit uh, worse for wear 
probably help okay. with the digging and stretch. Okay, you're gonna move up there and Kara, what are you gonna do? Um, I'd like to look around some of the rest of the village, check out. Okay. Uh so you can move yourselves around around a tubs up here so by the time you've gotten there up there tubs they've they've uncovered uh, several of the graves um they've they've you guys have been it's it's rather hot work it's close to the equator um yeah you guys are we're all up here now so it's it's sweaty hot work uh is anyone in armor at the moment leather patch leather hold on i got some robes but yeah i got leather but I'm, I'm gonna stay right here by this building because, yeah, no, no, no grace, please. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So Tubbs comes up and brings a, another shovel that's a little broken, and then like scampers off without even looking uh, yeah. into the graves. Um, I actually leave the shovel, just like stick it in the ground. Yeah. And you could tell I'm very wary of it. I'm not. I not myself. I don't want. To... Yeah, I think it would half strip down. Yeah, because if if you guys are in your armor or in your gear. You're gonna start to suffer like heat fatigue. Um, so you guys have like piled up your stuff uh, near the side. Um, I'll keep watch over it. Could these monkeys and such? Good call. I was about to ask. So yeah, you you're doing you're having to do a, a fair job of like keeping monkeys away because like it may be one trying to like like wearing Connor's metal helm and like trying to like waddle away. You have to grab it, take it away from it. Yeah. Um, Do I hear a whistle in the distance? <laughs> <laughs> somewhere out there a monkey has learned to be obnoxious <laughs> um the first four you get you're about four graves in at this point and all you've uncovered they're 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 rather shallow um only a couple feet deep at, at most and all you've so far uncovered is um a skeleton ske- several skeletons you see like each one has several skeletons in it some are, are men and women and small enough to be be children. Um, the flesh of each of these corpses, after enough, has been it's been enough time that it looks like the the earth insects and, and carrion have have stripped it away. Um, so you see that I mean, some of them have small tatters of clothing left, but most of them are uh, full on skeletons. As you guys are digging, you guys you get to we'll say you're digging. Are you each digging together or each working on a different grave? Uh, Thalon's probably fine working on his own just as he goes. Yeah, I'm working on my own too. Are you sure? Because we are laborers. We do make things faster if we work together. Oh, yeah, that's it's, a fair point. It's it's faster regardless as long as you have a laborer doing it. So, yeah. I mean, it, if you're if you're working on your own grave, you'll just <coughs> he is finishing his grave. So, I took the ones on the right. He's okay. The so you're working along, and it's actually you, Connor. You're started, You're digging, and you uncover uh, one of these graves, and you make you you finally get the last dirt off. And as you break it into this kind of cavity where the, these graves are, um, from the earth out burrows several giant centipedes that start squirming out from the corpses. Uh, and attack you. Yeah. So I'll move these to the uh, the token layer, and I'm gonna move them all by Connor. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> That's how my last character died in D and D. Quick, so, I'll save you. I'll cast translate. <laughs> so we're now starting combat. So um, everyone, everyone is who is unaware. So or everyone who is digging should roll a D12 <coughs> for initiative because you guys 
were surprised by combat. Um, Thalon, you roll a D10. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Tubbs, you also get a D10 because you were saying you were, you're on watch for these, um, these monkeys. You're also just a little bit more aware in general. And, and because you're, because of your class, you get an additional dice better. So you're actually going to roll a D8. Okay. And then I just roll D12, right? Not penetrating yep. or anything. Yep, it's, it'll actually be on your character sheet. Oh, it is? Okay. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I didn't see that. Roll a one. And uh, Karen, you you're fast. also roll a D12. Where is it on the character sheet? Uh, it's right under quick references. Yep. Is it a D12 for me, or is it yep. uh, lower for the level? Um, let me see. I'm just checking, like, is it a D12 normally, or it's because I'm normally... My- yeah, oh, wait, Tubbs, I had it switched around. Uh, Tubbs doesn't have the initiative dice better. It's, uh, <clears throat> at least not yet, uh, it's, uh, it's Kara that does. Oh, what we do we roll, or... Uh, we're fine. I'm fine with it for now. We'll just, I'll just let it slide for this first combat. Um, and, all right, so we got Connor, we got... Oh. Oh, so uh, the one thing is you have to click on your miniature before you roll, oh. so that it it's, it adds it to the tracker because these these the, the turn order is tied to um, your your miniatures themselves. All right. So sorry about that. No worries. It's I mean this is this is a this is a learning. Yeah, that's good. So is is the the higher the initiative, the better or no, the so? lower? Because we you want to go as as quickly as possible. Okay. Right. Here it would be the number of seconds you have to wait until you can do something. Yep. And it's probably not okay. going to matter uh, for, for rolling a bad initiative here, because as soon as they attack you, your your initiative is going to lower. Okay. So, so, so Thalon's initiative is the worst? Yes. Yeah. So as, I'm as just trying to understand, hit, you know? As soon as I hit next. So now, see how the turn order reorders? Yeah. So all the giant centipeders Sipedes are going to go on second one. Okay. And then Thalens is, yeah, currently the worst. So if I hit next, it's first going to highlight one of the giant centipedes. And so the giant centipede on second <laughs> one can act. And so, like, you're digging this grave and you, like, you, you take a shovel of dirt and kick it over your shoulder. And then this centipede, like, you has crawled up your shovel and attacks you. Ah. So what you're going to do in this situation is you're going to roll a D8 for defense. And there's no way to do it on your character sheet, so it's it's just a flat D8 okay. while this centipede attacks. So Flat D8. Yep. So this one hits you. Now, okay. centipedes are a little bit unusual in the way that they do damage, in that they don't do any actual damage to you by their bite. However, what they do have is centipedes have poison. So the way poison works is you're going to roll a d20 and add your constitution. So your constitution's a 10. And okay. then if you have any bonuses for against poison, which would be, um, which I don't think you do, but people like Tubbs do. I don't think I do. So you're going to roll a d20 and add 10. Okay, not penetrating, right? Not, uh, it is penetrating. And I'm going to roll a d20 and add... Uh, my five. And I actually rolled a natural one. So a natural one means regardless of what you roll, it's, it's unless you roll another one. So the first one bites you and like you feel it kind of burn a little bit. But aside from that, nothing happens. So okay. now I hit my, my melee. So for, for this one to attack again, it's going to have to wait its time in initiative. And so during this time between now and then, it's still acting. So it is um, it is trying to bite you. It's like trying to get in position. 
And technically, between your initiatives, you can still react and act. So like if this centipede wanted to uh, like move, then he technically could during these seconds. So even though you're locked into making another, if you choose to make another attack, which this centipede wants to do, mm-hmm. you can still choose to take actions like movement. Okay. Um, and I so, mean, could, yeah. Could I- could I tell the, you know, could I, since I can, uh, you know, speak to, you know, uh, burrowing animals and stuff, could I tell the badger that um, I'm having trouble and to attack the centipede or? Yeah. And we'll say because these are, these are natural creatures and they see you getting attacked that this is going to be, this is a chance in which Rory would be able to help you. Okay. Um, and so I'm going to first do the, the melee delay on this centipede. Um, let's, add rory in do you want to add an initiative for rory um sure. you should be able to click on an or uh, rory and then in the top left you see initiative okay top left the red the red circle are you talking about or uh like... no so you, like, you know when you click on your character you see some of those macros that say like done and delay oh so you mean click on his sheet no no just click on the token rory i did do it does anything pop up in the top left um well there's oh yeah okay attack damage delay Okay, so do you what see would initiative? I no, I just see uh, attack, damage, delay, details. Delay. All right, let me add uh, the the. There's a there's a specific <laughs> macro that I use for uh, my monsters, and Rory has a has a monster sheet since he doesn't have a character sheet. Um, there you go. You should you should have it now. Yep. So click on initiative. Okay. And then it should ask you what dice do you want to use. Right. So put a 12. Do I just put 12 or do I put yeah, like... Yeah, just, just uh, put 12 because it, it already has the dice. It's just asking you for the size of the dice. I don't put like D12 or anything just, like that. Just 12. I just 12. Okay. And then submit. Yep. All right. Okay. So it's Rory's going to go on second three. So so it's now the next centipede. So this centipede is also going to uh, go up and, and attack you as well. Um, and so in this case, you're still rolling that D8. The natural D8. Mm-hmm. I, I know there's two Rory's. I just didn't know where the other one was. Oh, there he is. There's the second one. Oh, there's now. T- oh, pff. I didn't know where the other Rory the Badger was, and it's it's right They're in multiplying. front of me. <laughs> so small. Here they come. All right. Uh, <coughs> all right. So uh, this this again failed, and so now we're doing another poison save, and this got a ten. Okay. So in this case, you have a D twenty plus ten, and right. so uh, there's a low chance that uh, yeah, you're good. Um, I'll. I'll build a um, I'll build macros for you guys because uh, it would be easier to do poisons with macros as well. Um, okay. to, that'll i try to make it easier so that you can just click a button for poisons. Um, it's next up is this other centipede who also chooses to attack you with a natural twenty. So normally a natural twenty would would do more, but since these creatures only attack with poison, it it doesn't. It's do worthless, much. yeah. But it really hit you. So let's see another D eight. And make sure these D8s are these D8s are penetrating. So there they is are. a chance that you could beat. I didn't this know creature. they were. Oh, he, all right. So another poison. I'm going to use the advanced dice roller here. No worries. So I'm. Am I still good? Yeah. Oh, you got a you got a 37. So yeah, you're fine. Okay. So then another one attacks you. Here, I'll just do. Uh, let's see. Let melee delay this one. Um, this last one will uh, try and. So last one can't reach you because there's so many. So it's scuttling over. Um, so then, uh, one more defense roll there with a D8. All right. So then it's how many poisons can you survive? Not <sighs> that one. Not that one. So, oh, that was, so it, that was an accident. It's not supposed to be 29 damage. Okay. Um, it looks like, uh, 
So it looks like I had it rolling a D20 plus a D6 for damage. So I fixed that. Um, so you take nine points of damage. And so the way this is going to happen is you're going to take seconds. And this is just the way this poison works. I'm going to take what? You cut out there for a sec. Sorry, nine points of damage. Nine points. Yep. And this damage, because it's it's poison, is, is going through your DR. So you're mm-hmm. going to add a nine-point wound to your sheet. Okay. And for you, because you are a... Uh, you have fast healing that'll only take you eight days to heal okay now in in certain circumstances if you took just a nine point wound you'd have to trek your threshold of pain okay but this this damage is happening differently where it's not one wound that you're taking but it's it's one point of damage every 10 seconds so it it doesn't actually trigger your threshold of pain okay um so you get bitten and that just starts to burn um and it is now can i draw my short sword i mean am i able to do that and try to strike at them too or oh yeah so when you get attacked you're made aware of combat so your initiative drops from an eight to a three so i'll drop that for you so now it's it's second two so you're still like reeling from the impact so on second two this centipede starts scurrying towards other prey and this one uh is also going to start scurrying towards other prey. It sees his friend going for the lawn. It's also going to go for it. so. And then this is just how it goes. It's you know they because they can move every second at their their speed. Um, and so these guys are just doop, doop, scampering over the ground. And so now on initiative three, it is your turn. Okay. What would you like to do, Connor? Well, I want to slash at him with my short sword. So you need to pull out your short sword. So you drawing your short sword will take one second. Okay. So then you'd be like, okay, I'm drawing my short sword. So you draw your short sword and then you'll click on your character and hit done. Because that's just a one second. I click on my character. Yep. Oh, oh, and I hit done. Yeah, and you hit done. Okay. And now it's Rory's turn. Rory can also act on second three. Okay. What would Rory like to do? He wants to scratch him, bite him. All right. So click on Rory and then make an attack. So I think attack is also an action for you up there in the top yep. left. I see it. All right. So Rory attacks and. The centipede tries to defend. So I got a 12. You got a 14. Rory hits. So Rory can do some damage. So I roll for damage. Yep. And roll for damage. And so he bites into this creature um, doing uh, a, a pretty decent chunk of damage. Um, Get him, Rory. So yeah, Rory j- leaps on this creature and starts biting viciously. Um, and the, the centipede is still alive, but just barely. Um, and it's like it nearly Rory nearly bites the creature in half, and the centipede skitters angrily and turns towards Rory. So now you're gonna hit Rory, and does Rory have a delay, or does he yeah. also have an does he have an M delay on him? It just says delay because I uh, there's an there's an automatic one that <laughs> okay. so that you can just hit M delay, and then you don't have to. So it's I don't have for, I don't have an M delay. I just have a delay. Yeah, I'm, I'm adding that in. Oh. So. So this is this is his melee delay speed. Um, there, that should pop up now. Yes. There you go. And hit that, right? Yep. Okay, I did. Something's supposed to happen. Um, it was supposed to delay him. No, this could be an issue in... Oh, there it goes. Um, Roll20 has been a little slow recently with, yeah. uh, with all the heavy usage. So sometimes it just takes a second on this turn order tracker. Okay. Uh, and now it's, we go on to second four, and it's your turn. So you've got your short sword out. What would you like to do? I want to slash at uh, the you know the nearest uh, centipede. All right. Would you like to slash at this one down here? Is hurt. Rory just attacked it. Would you like to attack one that's unhurt or one that's hurt? How about one that's unhurt? All right. So it'd be one of these three 
So one of these other three. Right. Uh, so then well, you would click on your character sheet mm -hmm. and you would open uh, or you'd uh, go to whichever weapon you want to attack with and you'd hit right. that attack. I think it says roll. Yep. Got it. Perfect. Oh, great roll. Uh, and this one tries to defend against you. It tries to scurry out of the way and you hit it. How how much damage do you do? There you go. Not, not, not great. Not great. It surprisingly actually doesn't even kill the centipede. These are, these are small. These, these centipedes are about two pound, tiny little things. And you slash at it. And I mean, maybe it's just twisting out of the way just enough that you don't manage to kill it. You just barely connect with the edge of your short sword. Um, my nose got in the way. Yeah, that's exit. It's it, it's hurting your swing. So now what you do is you hit, you click on your character and you hit delay. And then it'll ask you how long do you want to delay for? Yes, it says input modifier. Yep. And now uh, you'll say like your attack, if you want to choose to attack again, you attack, you put your weapon speed of your short sword. So your short sword is eight seconds. So I would put that. You'd put eight. Yep. Okay. So now that's what you're doing. <laughs> so that's your, and so basically for the next eight seconds, you're fighting. Okay. But let's say one of these centipedes or at, at some point, one of these monsters is like trying to flank you and move around. You can react during those eight seconds and choose to move. Just let me know that you're going to be doing something. And like basically at this point, since a lot of you don't know the system yet, just let me know and I will tell you what, what you need to do to, to make that happen. Okay. So, so on second four, this centipede is scurrying towards Thalon, and this one is scurrying towards uh, Thalon, and this one reaches Thalon. So at this point, it's reached Thalon, so it can now make an attack. There so we go. It attacks Thalon, and Thalon, you're also unaware, correct? Right. So uh, yeah, I like see 16. you on the. Oh, you're on sixteen. So yeah, so this is going to one. It's going to lower your initiative down to six. Excellent. So as as long as it hits, though. So. You roll a D8, and I'm rolling a natural 20. Oh, cool. Oh, I'm racing them all. So you get hit, uh, and you have to do the same thing as Connor. So a D20 plus your constitution, plus any bonuses you might have for, against poison. All right, my con is 7. I don't think I have any bonuses to poison, so I'm just going to roll 1D20 plus 7. That's Oof. really good. Oof. So, yeah, it, it bit you, and you feel it sting, and it, it doesn't seem to have any effect on you. So that was its turn. It starts to try to attack you again. It's like crawling on your robes, and maybe you're maybe you're digging at the moment. It kind of like leaps onto your shoulder. I imagine somewhere the entire forest uh, is filled with the going with like a girly scream or something. <laughs> <laughs> uh, on second five, this next centipede does the exact same thing. So you're still unaware until second six. Mm -hmm. So in this case, it's still a D8, which I got a thirteen. I am rolling dice. Four. <laughs> All right, let's see if he can get you this time. And I could roll another 20 on that, but uh, I think we're good. <laughs> I imagine these dice aren't penetrating. Uh, these do penetrate. Uh, the D20s okay. actually penetrate to a D6, which is the one thing that roll 20 can't do very well. Right, so but a, I'm, I'm not even going to bother. 27's higher than 9. <laughs> yeah, so in, in situations that it matters, we will we'll, we'll have to do that manually. But mm -hmm. in this case, you you're you're you've got a very stout constitution. So it's now second six. These creatures attacked rather quickly. They attack rather quickly. So it's been five seconds. So these <coughs> creatures now attack again. So Connor, uh, the because there are one of them is attacking Rory, but there are three of them attacking. Yes. So if if you're ever in a situation when you're fighting someone three on one, instead of rolling a normal d20, you roll a d12. So. 
your your defensive bonus with your short sword is a one. So in this case, you're going to roll a d12 plus one. Penetrating, right? Uh, yep. This one gets a 12, and you, it just, you're just not quick enough. There's, there's so many of them that you're just getting a little overwhelmed. Oh so there's a poison. So that's a d20 plus 10, right? Yep. And ties go to the defender. Of course. So you won <laughs> this, so yes. you're good. And then this one is actually attacking Rory. So he makes his attack against Rory. And Rory should have a. Oh, he does not have a defense. Um, let me let me give you let me give him a defense one as well. You know the the cobra just bites him. He gets the venom, and then he just goes to sleep, and then he wakes up. Perfect partner. Likes to sleep. Likes to sleep. He gets tired. That's right. All right. You should now have a defense one. Okay. So you should be able to roll that. Oh, it says attack, but that is that is the correct one. But it says yeah uh, attack. But um, it's, yeah, I did click the defense. So. Yeah, it, I I it, because it says Rory defends. So yeah. <coughs> All right, you uh, Rory Rory manages to fight off that giant centipede. Um, so, so that's that, its turn. Okay, so then I hit me- melee de- delay. Yeah. Oh no. So you're not you're not. I hit melee delay centipede. Rory is just being attacked, and so that okay. that doesn't affect your time at all. Okay, so then he would just be done. Yeah, so my guy hit done, and and is now waiting his weapon speed to attack. Okay. So when it becomes Rory's speed, which is going to be on second thirteen, Rory will attack, and then we'll have to hit melee. Got so it. You won't have to delay any time on when it's not your turn, unless you start taking actions. Oh, oh, so, sorry. And at, and at any time you can choose to interrupt your action. So like right now, Connor is attacking these centipedes. But let's say he doesn't. He's not actually too worried about these centipedes, and uh, a lion jumps out from the um, uh, from out out from the woods. You could be like, "That's more of a danger," and you could choose to act again on this second, stop your attack, and then move over to try to engage the lion. So, right. Um, oh, I I totally spaced on it, but you guys can also uh, do things to make other people aware um, of that combat. The first thing you can do is you can you can yell. You can just raise a hue and cry. And that will reduce everyone that's on your that's in your group by initiative by two. Um, Also, if you have a situation where Thalon is on initiative sixteen, and let's say Connor's on initiative two or three or Tubbs, you could shake the other person, and then you'll both take the average of the initiative as you're like, like, "Stop reading your book. We're in combat." Yeah. Okay. Well, I want to do that then and say, "Hey, a little help over here." And we'll we'll say that you know uh, your DM remembered to tell you that earlier in the combat. Um, and so everyone can reduce their initiatives by two, um, except for Thalon, who got a, who got attacked because you would have acted on six as well because your initiative would have right. dropped down to a fourteen. So everyone else can reduce their initiative down to to a six. Usually, the the maximum that it could be would be the next second, but I forgot to tell you. So in this case, um, now can now you guys all manually reduce your initiative? Can you um, do like delay minus two. Uh, you can. I, that might work. You can just put the number in. But you can also just click on your number and and change it. Oh. Where where do you where do you click on it? On the turn order. Got it. Do you see the turn order track? I do. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You can click on it and change that to six. Oh no! But so Connor, you already acted, so you're right. not. I'm at twelve. Yeah. You're at twelve because that's when you next yeah. you swing next. Correct. Yeah. But everybody else. Yep. Yes. Okay. I'm getting it. And I mean this this is going to take a little bit of time to get to so. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, it's it's a different combat system than a lot of other systems. So this highlighted uh, centipede now attacks you, leaping at your face, 
It sees that nose and it just looks delicious. <laughs> All right. So then I want to roll a d20. Uh, in yeah. this case, you would uh, roll the d12 plus one. Get my ones out of the way early. Did you roll a one? I did, yeah. Oof. Well, luckily, um, so <laughs> what happens uh, in, in Hackmaster, when you roll a one, you're starting to get a little bit tired. Um, what that means is you have a minus one to attack and defense for the rest of the combat. Okay. If you roll another one, then you start, you get a minus, a plus one to your weapons. And then if you get another one, you now have a minus two to attack and defense. And it slowly builds like that. Okay. So right now you have a, a plus a minus one to attack and defense in addition to being hit by this poison. Okay. So then I'll roll the one D 20 plus 10. Well, yep. plus nine, right? I'll, I'll subtract it's, one. The minus one doesn't apply to poison saves, just your attack and defense. So in okay. this case, it's just D 20 plus 10. You're good. Nice. So now it is tub. So tub, you're sitting here by the packs and you hear Connor yell out and you see all these centipedes biting him and crawling all over him and even crawling over to Thalon and attacking him. Put me on the spot here, damn. So, if you want to know how much you can move, yes. if you look at cheat sheet number two, which I can show to players. Got it. So, cheat sheet number two, there's actions. <coughs> Under one second actions, there's there's two numbers there. There's um, There's five feet, and there's a number in parenthetical. The number that's not in parentheticals are for everyone that's that's of normal size. For dwarves and gnomes, uh, you use the number that's that's small there. So in this case, and you can start in a jog or a walk, and then every second you can choose to pick up or decrease your speed by one step. So it's essentially like driving an old car uh, or like a, like a stick shift. So like if you're jogging, you can either slow down to a walk or you can increase to a run. If you're running, you can go into a sprint or you can go down to a jog, but you can't go from a sprint to a jog. You'd have to slow down first from a sprint to a run, and then a run to a jog. Gotcha. Uh, so that can be dangerous if you're sprinting down a hall and you don't give yourself time. You can end up colliding into a wall. Um, <laughs> so for a dwarf, basically, you can you can start in a jog. So your jog speed is one square, and then once you start sprinting, every second you can move two whole squares. So... If I want to, say, get a throwing dagger, can I do that and then run and throw it? Yeah, so you can do those at the same time. So you, you, you're you drawing your debt, you're throwing knife, uh, and that takes one second. And right. you can also be moving. So you could pull a dagger and move one square. Yeah, I'll do that. And then you would hit done. What would done be? I'm sorry. So you uh, click on your token, and then in the top left, there's going to be a done. And so one thing is you can choose to throw your throwing knife from anywhere. But remember, you will have range penalties because right now, if you throw it, you're at about 60 feet. So right. um, you the, the time it takes to throw is it takes, um, I think your throwing knife is, the rate of fire is five seconds. Mm-hmm. Four of those seconds is your is aiming. And then it's one second to fire. You can choose to throw it in one second. It's called a, a quick shot, but you right. have a minus six to hit. So... And I would advise you could try it, but if you throw through someone, they will count as giving, uh, like they'll count as a shield for that creature. So there's a chance that you could just peg your friend in the back. Right so, area. Is the um, centipede in front of Thalen or behind him? Or from where you that? are, from where you are, the centipede is on the other side of Thalon. Okay. And it's not attacking Ari? Uh, there's not one attacking Ari yet. There's two of them attacking Thalon, and then there's 
several of them on Connor. Yeah, I was just going to hold for right now to get closer. Yep, yeah, no worries. Uh, Ari, or you, is it Ari or Ari? Ari. So, Ari, what would you like to do? So I see on the chart there it says that drawing my weapon is one plus weapon speed. So that that's only uh, to ready a weapon. That's the draw plus ready. But if you just want to draw it, it's just one second. All right, well, I think I want to draw my shield first. Which so is... that will take more time. That'll yeah. be... 1d4 plus 1 second. And that is penetrating. That is penetrating. All right, so, four seconds. You're, so for the next four seconds, you're strapping on a shield. All right. Thalon. Uh, well, I want to do something similar. Probably picking up my quarterstaff and getting it ready so I can actually defend myself. All right. This initiative uh, tracker's a little slow. Um, so you're... you. Oh, it skipped to this centipede. Um, so... We're at you. We'll we'll stick at you. Um, okay. So this second, you're just picking up your quarterstaff. So that'll just take a, a second. Um, so it'll just you'll just hit done for that action. Oop! There we go. It's in my hands. It's in your hands. Uh, so now Kara, way down here. Yeah. So you hear Connor ra- crying out, "Help! Centipedes! God, it's uh, in my hair." Okay, I'm gonna uh, start jogging over yep. and uh, pull out my scimitar. Yep. And so that you can be doing those, yeah, you can do those actions at the same time. You can be moving and drawing wet. So a jog, you get to move two squares. Awesome. And then you just hit done. And now it is uh, this, the final centipede attacking Connor. So this is another D12 plus one. So he, he there's another hit to 23. Oh, why, why do I even try? <laughs> Jeez. Um, so now we're on second seven. Just to clarify. Right. Yeah. Because I'm kind of slow. Uh, just to clarify, um, while I'm donning the shield and each additional second uh, bracket, I could still be moving forwards, right? You could be moving as well, yep. Okay. Uh, so now we're at Uthalon. Cool, so I have it in my hands. Uh, does yeah. that count as ready for use? Yeah, so the first time you move into contact with an enemy, you get a, you get a, like a free attack to start combat. But I'm already so, there. Yep, and so you're already there. You haven't made your free attack yet, so you can just flunk away. Uh, yeah, I'm going to thunk away, and I'm even going to choose to do the aggressive attack and get plus Ooh. five. So, yeah, he's he's doing an aggressive attack. It'll give him a bonus to hit, but the next attack to attack him will we'll be, be at uh, minus, or uh, yep. I'll be at minus two defense. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to hit attack, and I'll just manually add five. No worries. Uh, do here's the staff. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, it got a 17. You got a 22. 27 you, even. Or 27, and you critical. So the way criticals work in Hackmaster is, this case, if it was against a human, there we'd, we'd use a critical chart. Instead, you, like, you it's a hit. tiny bug. Instead, it's a tiny bug. So first, you roll damage. Um, and the, the severity of the critical is the amount, of, the amount you hit by, which in this case was 10, and then the amount of damage that actually goes through. So your critical in this case, you had set, you hit by 10, and you did two points of damage. So How did I do two? I have plus five. Oh, you don't have, uh, you need exclamation mark P on your dice, on your damage. Uh, when dice. I did P exclamation mark before, it did double, so oh. I'm just going to do exclamation mark. No, no, no just ex- exclamation P, not P exclamation. Exclamation P. There we go. That ought to solve in the future. Uh, the die roll was definitely a two. Add five to that. So no, no, seven. that just that just that read an error. So it just took the two from the very beginning. So that didn't uh, okay. even roll. So at all. Let, let's yeah. hit it, let's hit the button again. See if it works. Yeah, right? just hit the button again. I had problems when I was testing before, and uh, yeah, now we did the thing where it rolls two dice. No, that's that's what it's supposed to do. Oh, it is yeah. supposed to do that. Okay. Yeah, it is. And so what happened there is. 
you had a an explosion. So it's, it was a four. You rolled a four on the first dice, and then you rolled mm-hmm. another four, and it automatically subtracts one from that because you, it, that's how the penetration system works. And then you rolled again, so and you got a three, which subtracted one to become two. And now it's and also critical. Dice. Yep. So in this case, your severity would have been 16 plus uh, 10, so it would have been 26. So if this creature survived, you would have done a total, uh, you would have done an additional, um, you would have done additional two damage dice. So you would have rolled another 2d4 and added it in. Right. This is an incredibly threatening hit. Yes. And so in this case, the the centipede obviously survived 16 points of damage. (laughs) And so you're going to have to roll that. No, Uh, this one's dead. So it just. There's a hole in the ground where it used to be. (laughs) Yeah. You just pasted it. Um, And so there's a little centipede body right there. And a crater around it, one mile wide. Uh, Now I believe I delay by thirteen. Yes, if if you'd like to attack again, you you don't. Oh, you don't have to if you don't want. Uh, I definitely want to attack again. If you could be like, I'm going to cast a spell. In which case, then it would be a different speed. You know what I mean? So um, right. So uh, I am delaying. Oh, geez. So I am delaying thirteen so that I can try to strike it again in the. So usually I'd add corpses to the map, and then if you're standing on a corpse, you would actually take an attack and a defense penalty because your your footing's a little unsteady. Mm-hmm. However, these creatures are tiny creatures, and you did so much damage that that, that centipede is not even a corpse anymore. <laughs> he is he's paced. He's starting off strong for the uh, wizard. <laughs> we're at tub. Another uh, square. All right, you're just moving up. Yep. All right. I can only move one now, right? Or do I move two? So you can move, basically, you move into a, a jog. And since you're a dwarf, you're moving one and a half squares. Right. So in this case, uh, when you move into a sprint, I assume you're going to go into a sprint, just right. move three squares in the next second. Or you can stay in a jog and you'll just move uh, two squares, like three squares every two seconds. Gotcha. So. Yeah, I'll keep the same, you know. Okay. So it's now uh, Kara. Cool. So if I, I went up to a sprint, that'd be... So you're currently at a jog. And so in order to move up to a sprint, you first have to move into a run. Okay. And the run would be three square. Okay. And then the sprint okay. would be four square. I'll do that. Perfect. And now it's Kara. It's back to Kara. Uh, I guess I'll go into sprint then. All right. What would you say, four? Yeah, four squares. Seven. All right. Yep. And then you just hit done. And now it's tub. Uh, go again. Yep. So now it's because every two seconds you get to move three squares. So you can move two squares. Here yeah. That dwarf's got some momentum. All right. And then... Second nine. Oh. Yeah, we got the movers and shakers. All right. It's... And I suppose Ari uh, can also move up if they wanted to as well. Yeah, Ari, Ari could move as well uh, while she's strapping, uh, while he's strapping on his weapon or his shield. But he wouldn't be able to attack because he doesn't have a weapon out yet, unless you wanted to just like move in and then punch. But you wouldn't be able to attack while you're strapping on your shield. That's fine. I'm moving at a it's measured just pace. On top of the, the initiative tracker is moving a little slowly right now. Um, Come on, let's do this. Um, but up next would be Kara. So if Kara, if you want to move again. Um, yeah, I did move my thing and I tried to get it done. It's not moving. It. So it won't move you back until you're actually at your correct second, like until it's got you highlighted. Um, but the the turn tracker is moving real slow right now. I'll just change my thing. Yeah, so just move it to 10. And then, so until the turn tracker catches up to where we are, uh, it's now Tub's turn. Two more squares? Yep. And then you can, you're now on second 10. So now we've got on second 10, we got a lot of folks going on second 10. So we've got uh, this centipede. So 
so this in this in this case we've got several people going on second 10 um and so i'll, I'll kind of sort them out by we we would go by reach so if airy had a weapon out and this centipede was also trying to attack if they both attacked it would it's simultaneously until you get to weapon reach so if you have an eight foot weapon you get to attack before someone with a two-foot weapon. So, Aerie, what would you like to do? You've got your shield strapped on on second 10. Drawing the saber. Drawing the saber. So that'll delay you to second 11. And now it's this centipede, the centipede attacking Thalon. So it leaps at you, Thalon. Actually, hold on. Ah, uh, never mind. No worries. Uh, what would you want to do? I could also move, and that would put me into, uh, whatever you call it in this game, engagement. Engagement, yep. Which would then put me to the automatic attack, right? Yeah, you'd get an automatic attack, but at this oh, point... Oh, right, yeah. Next turn is when I'd have the yeah. sword. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Because you're drawing out your sword this whole second. Falon, if you want to give me a defense roll. All right, and I did use the aggressive attack, so this is going to be at minus two from this, but I do have the staff. Well, sorry, that's damage. Whoops. Defense. <laughs> uh, so that is an eight. An eight to... Versus a two. So he manages to... You know, you manage to block him, um, and he he misses... Keep it away. Stay at the stick end. Let's see. I tried to... I'd open and closed roll 20 to see if that would refresh the APIs on my end. I think it actually stores that on the uh, game. Yeah, it is on the game itself. I was just... You never know. You never know what... I was just hoping I could unjinx it. Um, it actually so stores it per map, but yeah. This one delays to second 15, and now we are on Kara and Tubbs, who all delay to second 11, and you guys can make your moves. Cool. All right. Uh, now on second 11, we got a whole bunch of people. So if, um, uh, if, uh, Kara and Tubbs want to move again, we can do that pretty easily. How do I start slowing down? Uh, you just, uh, on this second, you'd be like, I'm going to move back into a jog and then you'd move to a jog. Oh yeah, move to a jog. Um, can I throw my weapon now or is it too close? Um, you would, so it depends on if you want to quick throw it. If you want to quick throw it, you can throw it in one second. If you want to take aim, then that'll be another four seconds to aim, and then a second to fire. So it'll be five seconds. Yeah, I'll I'll stop and do an aim or a call shot, however right. you call it. So are you going to be aiming from right here? Yes. All right, which one are you aiming at? Uh, the one that's attacking the area. I don't know where the... They're at exactly because they're not on the... Um... They are. You just have to really look. They're very much the same color as the ground. Oh, yeah. There's one here, and there's oh, several here. Oh, my goodness. Okay. With this storm dagger, can I use that as, like, a melee weapon, or is that only... You can it... use it as a knife in melee. Okay. I'm gonna but do you, that can also, you can also pull out your dagger as well. and then... Yeah, I'll do that then. I'll pull out a dagger. Okay. So the, the next centipedes to attack are all the centipedes on con. So let's rack up, wrap up uh, Airy first. So what would uh, you like to do, Airy? Well, since I've drawn my uh, saber now, I'll move forwards. Yeah to get that uh, automatic attack. All right. It gets its defense, and you also critical. Um, but just just by the skin of your teeth, uh, let's see some damage. And, yeah, just slashed it all to heck. It, so it's dead. Um, so in this case, we now have a situation where Thalon, you don't have to wait your weapon speed. You can just wait. You can take one second and, refre- and reset your count. So, and then, and same for you, Ari. So you could reset your count. And then the next time you moved into someone, you could uh, just attack. When you say reset so. the count, 
That means so, what? So that means you attacked on second 11. So on second 12, you could just take a second and um, now start acting every second. Um, so, so Thalon... I, I sent myself to 9 or 10. So we are currently on second 11. So on second 11, Ari rushes up and kills it. So you could take a second 11 and just be like... All right, I'm going to reorient myself, and then you could act normally on second 12. All right. Since that was my movement to do that, I would just take this second to reorient, right? So you killed it on this second, so you're going to have to take second 12 to reorient. Right, but I mean I moved into it, which gave me the free attack. Yes. There was no actual attack action or anything taken. Um, so you, moving into it is your, like, and then you choose to take your attack. Oh, okay. I thought that was free. Yeah. I thought moving into yeah. it and then having the attack was free. Uh, it, it occupies this entire second of action. Um, got it. So I just moved to 12 sense. and then 12, I yep. take uh, a reorient. Exactly. Okay. And that centipede is now completely dead. And so we move on to Connor. So... To make this simple, I'm going to roll three attacks against you because there's three centipedes. And so if you want to roll three, uh, three D12, so independently, three D12s, each with a plus one. Mm-hmm. All right. So it looks like the first one hit and the last two miss. So we just have to do one poison save. Yeah. Yep. You're good. Awesome. So now there's just one against uh against rory so rory is getting attacked by the other centipede and he he gets a natural 20 i think that's yep would i so for rory do i I roll defense yeah you click on rory and then you hit defense so rory gets hit and now there's a chance (laughs) rory gets but rory don't give a fuck uh (laughs) so oh that's virtual so yeah damage um so rory takes um oh i got the virtual is 18 so you need to roll a d20, and Rory's constitution is 10. So it's also a d20 plus 10. But watch Penetrate. out. Yep, uh, yep, penetrating. But yeah, nope. Rory don't care. Rory's, Rory's used to being poisoned. <laughs> so up next, we got Ari. <laughs> and so Ari, this is your second you're taking to, to reorient. Right, and I can still move, right? Um, no, this is the second where you just stop, and this is like you looking around. So you, you can't it. move on this second. Got yeah. it. Because usually this is happening in like the middle of so you're like taking a breath, looking around, seeing what else is going on, taking your focus away from the the one that you're attacking, and so that'll delay you to thirteen. And now we have uh, we have Connor. Okay. So Connor, it's your attack if you'd like. Okay. Can can I go, try to hit the one that's already injured? I think it's yeah. the one. Okay. There's two just... of them already injured. One that's fighting Rory, and then one of the other three as well that you've attacked. Yeah. So okay. Do I have yeah. to pick one? Or, or uh, you, you can attack it? the one that you're in, that you've injured. Yeah. Okay. All right. And you hit. So that is a that is a dead centipede. So yeah, you just slash it up, and it just it screeches and falls dead. And so now, now that you're only fighting two of them, now you don't have to roll the d12 every time. Uh, now you're going to be back to a d20. So a d20. Okay. What would you like to do now? So you you've killed that creature. Would you like to continue fighting? Yeah, I want to continue. Right. So then you'll just add your weapon speed to your 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 initiative. I add it to the 12. So yep. if my weapon speed is 8, then I'm at 20. Yep. Okay. Just Yeah, check. you can hit the delay button after clicking your token and just add that number on. Oh, okay. Slow. I don't have to hit done or anything. No, yeah, you should you should hit delay and then 8. That's what I do. It'll, it'll query you. It might Wait. not be working if the if the whole tracker is running. It just ha- it just worked, yeah. It just worked? Yeah. 
Um, it did on my end. Oh. Yeah, I don't see it. I still see yeah, 12. So it might be taking a second. Uh, Should I try Tub's again? up next anyway. Yeah, tub, Tub's up next. What would you like to do? Go closer. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, keep keep on moving. And uh, same with Kara. Oh, sorry. All right. Yeah, you're, you're slowing down. That makes sense. Yeah, you as, as you're running up, you see you have two dead centipedes at their feet. Uh, a small crater... Uh, at the at the bottom of one of them, and you see Connor is kind of being swarmed by them. And as you run up, you see him like slay one of them, and it fall twitching to the ground. Falon. Uh, all right. Uh, quick question. I assume that I can't charge until I'm already moving at that speed, right? Yep. All right. So I'll just go ahead and jog ten feet. Uh, and that's a done. Okay. So uh, now we are second thirteen. Uh, it is Falon again. I'll mo- jog another. Uh, 10 feet or even move into a sprint and do the charge. All right. So you move into contact, and this is when you get your, your attack upon contact, and you can make your attack. All right. This with plus four because it is a charge. That is still a one if that means anything. Oof, yes, it is. So here's the way fumbles work. So if you roll a one, it's an automatic miss. Mm-hmm. However, in order for it to actually be a fumble, the defender, ha- you have to not hit the defender right and with my plus four i come up to seven so i do still hit but i fumble so it misses yep so it's a fumble so it's a miss but you didn't uh he didn't block you so you didn't get a um with a fumble there's a full a whole fumble chart which which there's a there's about a 50 percent chance that they get a free attack in addition to you can do anything from damage your own equipment to hit your allies to break your weapons so actually i have a staff i don't even have to get up close enough to allow it to attack me do i you did not uh but i did get the attack and that's what matters i think so would you like to delay your 13 seconds to attack it again uh absolutely so i'm gonna go ahead and click the token i'm gonna hit delay and it's gonna be 13 13 seconds uh so see you in half an hour guys <laughs> uh it's now tub. Keep doing it, keep doing it. All right. You're running. He's running. Uh we are now on Kara and we are on Ari. Well, jog. All right. Um it, we are now on Rory the Badger, who's also on initiative thirteen. So he's gonna attack. All right. This one is injured. Okay. Gets an eight to defend, and ooh, Rory hits. Can Rory finish off the centipede? Oh yeah, easily. That centipede is dead. Toasted. So and he's going to sit there and eat it. He's going to sit there and eat it. That's good. That's perfect. He's just arr, 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 devouring it. Now, I, I, I put delay, right? Do I hit, is that what yep. I hit? I... Yeah, you hit M delay. Yeah. Well, so so there, there's a there's an interesting situation. So if you're within your weapon's reach of an opponent, you have to wait your weapon speed to attack again. So if it's it's five plus the weapon, plus your weapon reach. So essentially, if you, for most of you guys, if you're within one square of another enemy, you always have to wait your weapon. For Thalon, if he's within two squares of an enemy, he's going to always have to wait his weapon speed to attack it. Okay. So in this case, there's no enemies near Rory. So if Rory wanted to, he could take one second to, you know, pull himself out of combat, and then he would be able to act just every second. And then the next time he moved into an enemy, he could just make an attack. Okay. So that sounds that sounds good. All right. So he attacked on second 13. So for, on second 14, he's going to reorient himself and... And then, so he'll be able to move normally on second 50. Okay. So it's now Tub. Keep running. Keep running. And Kara. All right. Uh, down to. Yep, you're down to just a jog. Awesome. And now Ari. What does a half run mean to the whole speed economy? So the uh, 
Uh, what do you mean by that? Half run is listed as a one-second thing. I just mean, do I have to slow down after going from a jog to a half run? Um, half run over 10 feet. Um, I don't know what that means there. Um, but you're wondering wondering if you can move three squares and attack this fella? Right. Or this centipede? Right. You can do that, and it, it can be considered a charge. All right. The, uh, the only time you can move at a... Uh, to attack an enemy is actually with a charge. So, and basically mechanically, you get to make an attack at plus four, but for the next, I think it's five seconds, you lose any dexterity bonuses to your defense. So that's the trade-off. Right. I'm under a similar penalty until uh, second 18. So if any of them Mm -hmm. turn to hit me, I'm without it. My defense mod is negative anyway. Wasn't really a concern. (laughs) Yeah. So you make an attack against that centipede there. Second. Another critical. Jeez. Jeez Louise. Uh, And you hit, surprisingly. Uh, And this one's dead as well. Uh, And then that will be that second 14. So since there's no one within one square of you, you can essentially wait two seconds. So you killed it on 14. Um, on 15, you'll have to reorient yourself. And because you're at a run, you have to slow to a jog, which means you'll move two squares forward. And then on 16, you'll be able to do whatever you'd like. So, right. so 15, um, in ascending order, if airy, you get to, you're like reorienting yourself as you come out of your run and get to move two squares forward. And we're at tub. So you, you're also in a charge because that's how you can move that fast and you can make an attack yes. with one of your daggers. Yes. Gets an eight. So you'll click on your character sheet and then go to your, your dagger. Um, I think it's it doesn't really matter if you do one defending or uh, one attacking. Uh, you get a 12, so you hit. And then roll damage. Nice. Yeah, that one's that one's dead. Right as it's maybe about to turn and then leap on Thalon, it you run to his rescue and flick it out of the air with your with a deft flick of your dagger. And everything seems to be, everything seems, we're out of combat now. It's all, it's all quiet. Right as Kara made her, her lengthy sprint into combat. Yep. As soon as that happens, I'm running if I can. So I don't want to be. <laughs> so you see no. run in, kill a centipede, and go, oh, out of here, and keep running. So Kara. The law just keeps beating on the dead one next to him for a minute. <laughs> uh, so Kara, if, if he had not killed it, you would have also gotten your second of movement and then also could have attacked on that same so in that in this case it's just the centipedes are uh not uh yeah, you know they don't have a lot of hit points i don't like bugs anymore. you mean to kill still sorry it, it you know it doesn't matter it, it, you're not getting into experience points for uh, for monsters it'll be it'll be all as a group but all the centipedes are dead now what would you guys like to do so uh, yep. connor what language do you speak I speak a little of that Svamojish uh, um, and uh, Gnomish. That's oh, okay. Well, I'll look at you and say, are you okay? And the Kira has to translate. He's asking, are you okay? Uh, I, <laughs> I, I think so. And, and, you know, in a bunch of days, I, it's going to take some time, but I'll be uh-huh. all right. We don't have any healers, right? Do so he can do first aid. Yes. So, uh, right, you have the first aid skill, Falon? Um, I do. Oh, you do. I don't, by the way. Oh, so I'm the air quotes cleric, remember? <laughs> oh, right, right. Uh, I mean, I so, did take some poison, so. Yeah, so Tub can do first aid on your wound. So he has a first aid score of 35, which means <coughs> he can do first aid. Uh, all, all first aid has to be done within an hour of receiving the wound. Right. And his first aid skill is such that it takes about six minutes 
take six minutes for each of his first aid checks. Yes. So essentially, sorry. so after combat, he can do 10 checks if you immediately stop and take an hour and do first aid. So he can do a first aid check. And if he is succeeds an average check, so essentially within 40 of his skill. So if he rolls a 75 or lower, I think he will give you one hit point back on that wound. Okay. And with me having advantages, increase my score at all or no? Uh, it's just it just helps, um, it, okay. but it does not increase your score. No. All right. Uh, whenever you guys are ready, let me know. I'm ready. Heal me. Heal me. <laughs> all right. Don't look. All right. So that's uh that is within forty. So Connor, you get to take one hit point off that wound. So the nine point wound becomes an eight point wound. And the days to heal does that stay at eight? It becomes now seven. Seven. Okay. Thank you. Uh, how many times can I use this skill again? I'm sorry. You can use it once per wound. Gotcha. So he has, he has one wound, so you can do it once. Okay. Oh, I thought he had like a wound for every instance of poison. Yeah. That's so what it's it uh it's a it's a it's a large wound that just steadily gets bigger. Um. So his his poison took uh, is is one large wound, but uh, like so every time he got poisoned, it would have been one wound. But uh, yeah, so this is just one large wound. Is anybody else wounded? And I think because we were only on second sixteen, so it, at prob- at second sixteen, you hadn't even taken the full amount of damage from from this wound. So Connor, you're like over the next because you took nine points over the next minute and a half, like that just steadily starts burning more and more and more. Um, uh, I just want to imagine that we're all having like a congenial conversation and Connor's in the background screaming because of the burning. <laughs> ah, it really burns, guys. Guys, it burns. <laughs> it's getting it's worse. It's getting it worse. That much. Is, is anyone else burning? Uh, yeah, because he's a tough little guy, right? Oh, right. That's true. Yeah. I'm not complaining about the burning. Yeah, what was your question? Um, Since I am, you know, a bad set thing, I wanted to do poison and stuff. I didn't get a chance to talk to you. I'm sorry, but um, I was wondering, is there an antidote for poison or no? Because I probably would have blocked that because I would have wanted to use um poison with my dagger. Um, that's why I had a, in my uh picture the uh group for me carrying poisons and I like, dip my daggers in and that fun if it was a thing in the system. There is uh, there's not readily available uh antidote. Okay. Um, but I will I'll double check and I'll I'll get back to you on that. That's fine. And again, I'm sorry to bring that. No worries, no worries. It's uh, I, I just I don't know exactly on the top of my head, but um, I'll let you know. So yeah, I think I'm gonna speak in a language Thal doesn't understand because those are my only options. Okay. And say I don't bring this up as an I told you so moment because I'm not that kind of person. But I believe that if we had all been digging on the same grave at the same time, that this would have been less of a problem. Fair enough. I'll grant we should all work together then. Kara, what did he say? <laughs> he said, you're right. All right, so let's stick to one grave then. All right, so you the guys The one start, that they came out of. Uh, they came out of the one that you were digging. They were coming out of this this grave right here. Maybe there's something important in there. Let's keep digging there. What do you think? Well, I mean, I would imagine it would be a fresher body, right? Carrying creatures yeah, such this, as these. This right. one had a, a little bit more... This one had a little bit more flesh still left on it. Uh, that these yeah. creatures were were nibbling on, um, and now that you start, you see these creatures, you start to recognize signs in a lot of the graves where it looks like these creatures might have burrowed in, gotten at the corpse. Right. Mm-hmm. I would be more inclined to believe that you were digging in the correct area because I can't imagine any newer graves than the ones that we're looking for. So you guys start 
digging in this area and these graves all have just a single bot have several bodies in them um but none of them with any uh any equipment any medallions especially one that, the one that you're looking for and after digging up all the graves uh you don't find anything of interest in fact there's no medallion amongst any of the graves I'm thinking maybe that monk, one of those monkeys has it. Is it like those shiny things? Tweet, yeah, tweet, tweet. There was a, uh, there was a bit of time in between when the village was attacked and when the villagers came back to both not only bury, but also loot. One of the villagers also could have perhaps taken the amulet, seeing it as valuable. Uh, it's also why I don't recommend necessarily looting all the houses here. The villagers would have done that already. Kara, what did he say? <laughs> he says, long time. Other people could loot, but also, and I give him a side eye because I know he can't end this. He was here; this he could have looted. Right. I I'm just like looking at Kira and going, you know, I'm just, don't believe that you're getting across the full spirit of my intentions here. <laughs> I don't know what you said, but I don't necessarily fully trust it. I respond to Count Mark like, no, I got it. Spumosian is just uh, truncated. I got it. I see. I'll remember that in my study tomorrow. <laughs> pulls out just like a small handbook that is like Savosian to low elven <laughs> dictionary. Uh, but yeah, pointedly, uh, they didn't just dig a grave in an instant. The body would have had to have been sitting out there by itself before they could put it into the grave, so I do believe that the, the monkey angle is a fairly reasonable one. Well, the monkeys definitely operate together as a colony. They aren't too aggressive, however, we've already seen their nature. If we were to intrude on them, I have no doubt that they would uh, become more aggressive. Kara, what do you say? Kind of gift. Maybe we could teach them how to exchange. They did accept currency. Right. Well, they didn't I'm accept... I'm going to need like, make a whole web chart at this point, just so I know who I can talk to. <laughs> they didn't accept currency for objects, they just accepted currency. But... <laughs> But maybe that's I a could. step, right? It's a step in the right direction. E even the simplest of primates, uh, such as ourselves, understand exchange and fairness. But maybe I could train them in some way, since I have some animal training. Uh, cue to the next six-month montage, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Do you it, have? It, it actually are probably monkeys? very probable to do that. What's that? Do you have animal training monkeys? No, no, I don't have oh, animal training monkeys. Yeah. Monkeys, yes. badgers, what's the difference? Right. right. <laughs> they operate on pretty much the same principles. Right. right. Still, if we do... The village, if in case there are other... Yeah, you could, you could take a, a good look around. Um, and you're, try, you're trying to find other spots that bodies might have been buried? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. There does I... appear to be a trap over here on the uh, east side. Uh, this thing. Yep. There, uh, there, are, there are several, like, set up alongside the village. Is old... Uh, and most of them are damaged or destroyed traps uh, that the, the village must have used for for hunting and to capture mm -hmm. uh, to capture game. Right. So. so so they're not active, and there's nothing in. Uh, if there is, they're dead. Yeah, I was so. looking at that like tiny little bit of fur. I'm just like, that's probably it's been weeks. It it has been weeks. Well, at least if we need to find the monkeys, the whistling ought to give them away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do I need to roll anything to see for a check to find any turned earth that might have been? Uh, yeah, you can roll a, let's say, an observation. I would help, guys, but this is not my forte. Yeah, you you look around and not mine maybe you're not maybe you're not paying enough attention, or maybe there really are none. But you only the only graves that you see are the ones. Hmm. You know, okay. there's a lot of these farm plots here. Are these still growing food? Um, 
they're they're a little bit, but it's more sparse. Um, there's there's like little like most of the fields have been kind of like ransacked and destroyed, but there are uh, here and there uh, thing of corn or. Uh, I think the lawn will take some time, like collecting anything that seems more or less edible, and just kind of collecting that into a small pack. Okay. And I want to ask the lawn in uh, Svamojis, uh, uh when he was here earlier. Did he notice that the monkeys congregate like in around any one set of ruins? Maybe. I mean, you guys see it now. Yeah, you don't necessarily have to ask him, but you see the monkeys are actually kind of following each one of you. So, like as uh, as Kara goes off to look around for other graves, um, the monk, like a, a small group of monkeys, start following her, and like there's there's monkeys under like following all of you. Mm. And uh, Kara, your search of the buildings were was interrupted uh, by that combat. So if you would like to search the buildings again, you 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 can. Oh, okay. Is this different than observation? Uh, this would be uh, just another observation to search the building. So this, the, you're, you're searching through all the different buildings, and um, you're you're looking around. Uh, you most of them are just completely ruined, um, but one of them, you do actually find another small grave. Um, the the earth has been very freshly turned over, um, not even enough to really cover what was buried there. Um, and you see what looks like the a, a small child, freshly buried. I remember the infants you know clothes uh or, you know wrappings and small bones from back where Dalin you know disappeared and i i go confront him i'm like holding the dead baby and i'm like did you what is this what is wrong with you did you pick unbury and rebury this baby this is all it all in kamaran so like native right right this, this is in our our associative language so we hear it uh and i'll go yes i reburied it at the request of the mother what is now with its family. That would be the appropriate burial spot. Uh, like all graves, we should reclose it before we. But the baby has nothing valuable on it. Sure. Why wouldn't you wake us up and tell us this? What is the matter with you? Are you are you crazy? I like... don't believe I had much of a choice at the time. Kara, why did you dig up and carry around that baby? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I talked to you guys in Smoges. He carried baby left in the night. This why. <laughs> Why are you carrying it around? Leave it alone. It's just a baby. It's a dead baby. This man is insane. You're Maybe carrying around a dead baby. Dude, Maybe there's check. something there where he reburied it. The land pulls out his book and is uh insane. He she wants me to eat a cherry pie? Something must be lost in the translation. <laughs> I'll get I, this I, language eventually. I go and put it back, but I'm like this is not right this elf crazy maybe the, awesome. maybe there's something else there underneath where he buried the baby i mean have we searched that area that um, seems yeah. really important you have given a good search through uh through the buildings and there doesn't appear to be much uh much left of any of them um or much left in the building you yeah, know i think strongly on the uh the monkey angle which really i guess Again, leans us really towards our animal trainer expert here of the party. Well, I mean, are we gonna? What are we gonna do? Are we gonna try to trap one, catch one, and then train? Well, them? we could always follow them to their territory and yeah, see but... if they've been hoarding all the goods together. Yeah, I was like, they live in us. We could just follow the whistling. Exactly. I would say plan A. We do track, uh, capture one, and over the course of the next year, we earn its trust. <laughs> 
Is, is I like your like, thinking. We could wait another ten years, in fact, and have the whole colony under our control. Isvor <laughs> was like, "I want you to do this quickly." And you're like, "Wait, wait, wait! We got to train this colony of monkeys." And <laughs> one year later, we've recovered your medallion. Who are you? <laughs> I thought you died years ago. Mission accomplished. <laughs> Good news: we have a thriving colony. It's now popular by monkeys. Because we got a. We gotta label the monkey so we know it's the same one if we don't trap one, right? Because we could be getting a different one every time. Look, Connor, I've been trying to count them, but they keep moving. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows math? Who has the math skill? <laughs> All right, so Salon is going to uh, have his staff ready. In fact, he's gonna make sure he has his uh, javelins ready as well. He's gonna just mount them up on his uh, back in their little leather quiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's gonna just sort of listen out, and he's gonna try to see where the whistling is now. <laughs> okay, you're listening for the whistling, and what about the rest of you? I'm Honestly. trying to look around and see if there's any kind of pattern with the monkeys. I mean, I know there there's each one with us, but like if there there's like a pattern, or they're they're leaving the area in one from one specific spot, or you know, it's just all chaos. Okay, what about Cody, Theta, or Kara? What about what about you guys? I have nothing the monkeys are already interested in. I can't lure them or do anything. I could okay. try to trap the monkeys if we're going in that direction. Okay. I don't want to play these graves. Yeah, and I okay. want to ask Spolna, our guy, if he knows how. Okay. Um, so we'll go around first. Uh, first, Fallon, uh, do you want to make a listening check? Yes, I do. Uh, listening. We'll say this is a, it's a signal whistle, so it's intended to signal where it is. So it's an average check, so within 40. So you do hear this whistle and so you do start you can start narrowing in on where it where it is mm-hmm. um, if you would like to follow that you're more than welcome to but it does lead off into the jungle right i'll wait for the rest of my companions and not head off alone because that'd be foolish <laughs> who would ever do something like that okay yeah. uh as to connor uh connor connor's looking around and trying to watch all these all these monkeys um they they seem to be it seems to be rather chaotic um they all just seem to be jumping around and leaping from from tree to tree, and kind of just the only pattern to it is that they're following you. Uh, okay, Cody, you were uh, Tub wanted to try to track them. Yes. Did you want to try to track any of them in particular? Because right now they're not really going anywhere; they're just kind of watching and hanging out with you guys. Um. So, and and you kind of get, uh, you get a, a similar, uh, almost a similar response from from Swona. Uh, there, Kara. He says, I I can track them, but only if they leave. Sorry, I thought they weren't I missed So yeah, right now they're just kind of following you guys. The only ones that you've taken the shovel or taken the copper and just taken off into the woods. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe give him a copper and see where he goes. Maybe we can follow him. Maybe we can all give them a copper and watch them all go. I've paid my think? monkey tax. <laughs> <laughs> I have no money. I'm not inclined to throw monkey or money at monkey. I say we could track the ones who stole Dallin's. Although those ones have been gone for a while, so yes, it'd be it'd be difficult to track those ones. At least 16 <laughs> seconds ago, <laughs> and at least 300 feet away, those monkeys are gone. Way too far away. Nope, there's one right over here. I mean, by all means, if you want to give the monkey your money, you're free to do as you will. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't think you have to at all. You think he can figure out where the sound came from? Absolutely. I hear the mill right over here. Yeah, he does hear the one with the whistle. Okay. Well, let's do that then. All right. 
All right. If you guys want to do tracking checks, then this would normally <coughs> be a, a rather difficult check um, because these monkeys are nimble and can leap around the trees, but you have one that's running around blowing a signal whistle. Um, so these are uh, just average checks. So you guys can all do it. So let's see. Oh, both failed by three, failed by four. Balance. <laughs> that, it makes sense. Balance. Balance <laughs> on the track. So you uh, you start you're like I I've got it over here. And so you start you start leading them. Well, maybe maybe they all view it as you just running off into. But again, uh, <laughs> uh, you you start leading them into the woods, and it's a little bit of a convoluted path that you're following because this monkey is zigging and zagging and showing everyone his signal whistle. Um, it, it takes uh, about uh, an hour of, of, of tracking this monkey. Sometimes it stops and it's a, maybe it might eat some fruit. Uh, but after a while, the, the jungle trees give way to a, to a rough rocky clearing, uh, where, where outcroppings of stone jut up from the earth. You see monkeys scampering all over the broken ground, jumping and climbing these rocky monoliths and trees. The ground is covered in, uh, in fruit pits and feces and, um, monkey hair and, and some distance away, across this clearing, where the trees once again grow thick, you see a rocky uh, outcropping uh, rise up from the trees and a, a large cave in the side of it. And the monkey with the whistle appears like kind of like jumps around the rocks a little bit and then scampers in that direction across uh, across the clearing. So let's transfer these maps. I believe we found our objective. Yeah, I don't like the look of this, though. So if you guys are all right down here, uh, Connor, Rory the Badger. Spend this time redonning my armor. Yeah, yeah, no worries. And all this, right, everyone. It, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, if everyone wants to put on their armor, that uh, yeah. you're more than welcome to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I imagine I had mine taken half down, so I was just shirtless the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, buttoned up the robe a little bit and turned to everyone. All right, everyone. I have for you your secret weapon, and the land will go to each of you and give you an ear of corn. Kira, what did he say? He says secret weapon. He barked. Weapons, but corn's a secret weapon. Yes. Yeah, I have to say, you know, never mind. I've been taught not to say anything if I can't think of anything nice to say. <laughs> <laughs> and in this area between you, so you see the cave at the front of the map. Uh, yes. The far top of the map. And in between you, there's several like rocky outcroppings with with tons of monkeys. And I, I scattered a few monkeys out there, but there is a buttload of monkeys. What would you like to do? Uh, on. we'll go ahead and start stepping forward. All right. He's got a staff in one hand, and he's fondling one of his belt pouches right now, full of the food. Fondling. All right. Yes. <laughs> so uh, actually, I, sorry I, to interrupt. Yeah. Actually, two minute break. So, um, but feel free to keep going. And I'll yeah, if if we want to take a like a, a short biological break, I don't mind. Uh, Sounds good. We can handle this. Uh, yeah. That works oh, for everyone. Or. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Five second. Right now, while everyone's gone, time to check out everyone's languages. Yeah, man, that is a complicated word. I'm surprised you didn't know it, since you're the translator. <laughs> I we we wrote out all the languages, and apparently that was just the one language that uh, no one said, and everyone else got. So no, just... he he said it. He even wrote it down. 
I yeah, there so was a whole conversation. Like yeah, there was a whole conversation where I was calling it gobbledygook. Yeah. Man, I, I must have just like gone brain dead in that moment. Yeah, I don't know how you missed it. I I totally thought you were like, I'm gonna take every language. I'm gonna be the group translator. And I was like one, two, three, four, five, six. I got six languages, right? Yeah, I mean you don't speak my native language either. Uh well I bought two more. Uh one, two, three, four. Am I actually missing one? Uh you bought several purchases in some of these languages. So that might uh, be also good. Oh yeah, yeah. I only give Elvin and the uh, High and low elven for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the text chat will have like uh, a role I made for it and then just didn't put it somewhere. So I'll yeah. double check that later. Uh, and if not, um, clarify for me now while you have a break. I yeah. could just spend the build point sometime at the end of the session mm-hmm. to learn it. Yep, and, you, and you're a polyglot, so it also <laughs> makes sense that you could have been, you know, asking people. You pick up languages really so yeah you know I, i've lived in the language now i understand it let's just get going everybody mm-hmm. uh, i can actually speak to tub because he also has uh dwarven except he refuses to speak to you in dwarven <laughs> yeah and i'll give you a not a kind look if you speak to me in dwarven. has gnomish of course since vimosish uh, and I think that's everybody. After that, just me. So yes, Moses is the thing to pick up. Uh, probably don't need to pick up Skarn. Oh, you insult me that way. I see how it is. <laughs> Say that to his face. I think that was another one of the ones that like I blanked out on. That was only mentioned. Because that's a, like yeah. uh, an ancient or more older dialect of uh, the Fiokai language. Yeah, there's there's the Fiokai language in the northeastern map of the world, and uh, Skarn is an ancient version of it. So mm-hmm. it would probably be unlikely that you'd learn Skarn unless you spoke to him about learning that language. Right, the oldest. There we go. All right, so uh, let's drive back in. So you guys are at the entrance of the cave, but this clearing, and you guys are going to cross towards the cave. Is that what I'm hearing? Uh, yes, indeed. So, um, one thing that I'll just kind of let you know as as we're going forward, um, initiative, the, the, the reason why I told you D12s and D10s and that is basically the more information you know about a com- basically a combat or the location of enemies, the more, the lower a dice you're going to So, like, if you look around a corner and you see a guy standing there and then you t- choose to attack him, that would be on like a D4 if you like tell everyone like, hey, like because you know their location and you know they're just right around the corner. If you like hear someone, then that's going to be like a D8. Um, and like if you know they're around the corner, but you don't know exactly where, that's a D6. And then a D10 is like, I think we're about to get ambushed. Let's let's be ready for combat. And then that's not saying that this is a combat, but just um, and I'll, I'll try to like remind you guys. Right. Um, right now, Thalon is like waiting to see if the monkey's like decide on anything or like uh start making more noise than usual at which point he's ready to like present a whole bunch of food and see if that can save them some time (laughs) yeah just so you know what's on his mind yeah so the the heat from the sun is just bears down on you as you move through this open stretch of area where the jungle's kind of peeled back um as you move you especially as you move closer to the cluster of rocks uh there's a slight hill as you're moving up to these larger rocks at the very top of the map um and monkeys are everywhere watching your movements with with curious eyes um behind you there an ever growing band of monkeys follows you at, at at a safe distance so they're not within grabbing range but they're probably some of them skirt within 10 feet and like see if you react and then back away and with friends are like oh crazy you're you're su- such a rebel um <laughs> it's how they gain like prestige um 
And so as you start ascending the hill, you see what can, what appears to be dozens of the creatures sitting on top of the rocks. Um, each of them are growing more and more animated uh, as you go closer and closer. Obviously, this is this is probably the place that they call home as they start like yelling. And some of them even start throwing uh, rinds from fruit. <laughs> and uh, some of them throw even a little bit of feces. One throws a rock. Um, and ahead... You can see this cave grow larger and larger. So if you guys want to place yourselves kind of at near the entrance of this cave, uh, like kind of in this area. Um, looks like Ari and Thalon are leading the way. And yeah, after the first rock is thrown, obviously I'm shield up. Yeah. I mean, I don't especially want to get hit with feces either. <laughs> is there anything on the ground? Like any shiny things on the ground as we're walking up? Have we noticed anything like that? Yeah. You're not noticed any anything on the ground here. No. As as you get closer and closer to the cave, uh, you see a dark hulking shape inside step out, and in the dark from the darkness, I'll just do an entire do a little reveal here. From the darkness, from the darkness steps out the hulking form of a large gorilla. He tilts his head to the side curiously and watches you. You see, there's tattered leather straps hanging from an equally ratty belt that adorns the gorilla's waist. The, the creature appears strangely calm as he rests his hindquarters on the ground in front of the cave. It, there's, there's some sort of eagerness and curiosity in his eye as, you, as, you, as he carefully studies your guys' approach. What would you like to do? As I suspected, a big monkey. Uh, and Thalon will go ahead and uh, take stuff forward, take his belt pouch, and just sort of reveal the food all inside of it you want some of this he kind of like cocks his head and and looks at it and several of the monkeys even like scamper down the hill and like like try to get as close like one of them like leans over on a branch above you and like looks down in it so thon will go ahead and take a another step forward and he's taking sort of you know a little bit of backward posture but he's offering it up and he's wondering if it'll take it you're like you're like holding it out to the yeah, uh, and I'll like give it a shake. I'll, I'll press it forward a little bit. You know, I'll go like, yeah, come on, take it, take it, friend. So he kind of uh, like he kind of like cocks his head a little bit, and he 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 looks he looks a little bit confused. But as as you get even closer, he kind of like starts baring his teeth. Right, Thalad will just go ahead and stop moving forward at that. Point. Okay, uh, and he'll actually go ahead and take it. And he'll put it on the ground in between them. Okay. And uh, Tub, just just clarifying, is that how far you want to be back? All the way in the distance. <laughs> uh, no, just a little bit more. No worries. Yeah. Just just making sure. And this underbrush around here, you guys can move through, um, <coughs> but it's, it's not impossibly thick. Um, mm-hmm. So, um, uh, and then so you you put it down at your feet. Yes. And you're gonna step away, or yeah, I'll go ahead and take a, a step back to here. Can I ask a quick question? Yeah, of course. What's the familiarity with animals of this type, generally, in this world? Um, there's probably not a lot of familiarity with with large with with monkeys like this. Uh, I guess I could roll monster lore to see if I know anything really good or in particular, but otherwise, I'm just treating this as a thing that probably wants food, right? And isn't necessarily out to kill me, right? I mean, more so, what I regard like a silverback is more of just a monster, or what I regard this as an animal. You, I think you might regard you might regard this as more of a a a monster. 
than than just an animal. Well, well, monkeys you'd view as as more animal, uh, a creature of this size, and you've probably heard stories of their curiosity. Um, Flan, you actually have heard of of creatures like this. Uh, maybe you've even seen some of them in. Um, gladiatorial battles uh, in the far north in Calamar. Um, you also know that there is uh, people uh, that actually train monkeys, uh, especially gorillas of this size, to be pack apes and uh, train them to, to carry equipment for them. Right. It is highly intelligent. It is incredibly strong. Yes, you do uh, know it that. It will throw you across the entire clearing. Yeah, you do know they are incredibly strong. All okay, right. so so if it's classified as a monster, then like my animal empathy skill wouldn't work to step forward and say that you know we're friends. No, right? you can you can still you can still do that because it's right. It's we've been not, talking like social perception. Yeah, yeah we're ta- yeah okay. talking socially social perception. Um, okay, and then I would just run a skill check, right? Uh, yeah, it's been animal. pried with food. It's curious more than it's aggressive right now, so you probably have a good bit of leeway. So I'd want to. So- Step forward in front of the guy, in front of the guys, and um, you know um, that that we desire friendship, and that's what I'm gonna like put the feel out, and then I check. That's real good. Okay, yeah, that is a good enough. That is a good check. So you you step forward, and you're you're like call call. You know, you start. I'm, I don't personally know what you do to calm a, a silverback gorilla, but Connor does. You um, don't smile. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, you don't smile. You're well, luckily, luckily Connor's a doesn't care, but he doesn't never a joking fellow. Um, so yeah, you you know exactly what to do in this case to uh, to calm down uh, and like kind of sway this this gorilla, and the gorilla like kind of relaxes a little bit more even as you're as you're standing there, um, and even starts uh, like reaches in and grabs some of the the food that you've you've offered it and starts munching. All right. All right. So Connor, what do you think? Well, I'm going to move another step. I'm going to move a little bit more. Okay. And uh, You can talk to mammals. He can only talk to burrowing mammals. Oh. Right. Yeah, yeah, but I can I can get the, with the skill, I can have some insight uh, into the emotions of the animal, and then uh, the, and, and I can kind of convey, like, desires, uh, like, mm-hmm. things like that. What are, you, what are you trying to convey in this case? Friend. Okay. Um, no, he, no. he's like conveying a, a sense of like, um, like a little bit of confusion <laughs> and, but he's also got, he's trying to convey, like he's trying to protect, uh, you assume like his home. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hmm. uh, can I convey like, can, can we come in? Can we join in? Yeah. Something to distract him maybe. Don't yeah. Like you, grooming. You're, uh, that, that check was, that's, that's a very difficult check. That's good <clears> enough <throat> that. You you sense that you might be able to enter the cave. Okay, I want to try. Yeah. So you and I, uh, and I say, hey, hey, guys, hold back, and I'm I'm gonna try to go in. That's the look. You know what we're looking for. So you you make your way in, and um, it, it's it's a small little cave, and he's like he's like definitely he's like watch. He's definitely even though he's he thinks you're your friend now. He's he's watching you as you kind of step in, and he's like even though he's munching on some corn, he's still. He's a little, still a little wary of you. Um, is it dark? Like, what do I see? It is a little bit dark. There's enough light that you have low light vision. So there's That's enough right. light that you can see well enough. Um, it's it's a large mass of fur, leaves, dirt, and, and jungle foliage, like kind of compiling. You see there's definitely spots where it looks like this ape sleeps. Um, but you also see scattered around are a 
like an entire collection of an eclectic pile of completely random things. You see lots of piles of fruit rinds. Some of them are rotting and some of them are still edible. You see bananas and mangoes and coconuts. Um, you see a weird, strange wooden frame that appears to be in terrible condition. Uh, it looks like some sort of like wooden backpack, um, a, a very large scale. Um, you see, uh, you can see just, you see a, a, a strange, maybe halfling or gnome sized metal helmet with a dent in it. Um, you see lots of sh- broken pottery. Um, that's, that's all you can see with just a cursory, like, scan can i make my way around being cautious and uh yeah looking for some necklace yeah make an observation check so you you look around and you spot several things you you spot like here and there you spot several coins scattered among the leaves and fruit you spy what looks like a dagger lying uh like poking out actually sticking out from one of the coconuts um you also spy a small charred wooden doll and a a, a metal looks like flask. It's got a, a very rusted top and half buried in some of the uh, the jungle foliage. You do see a small gold medallion. Okay, can I go over to it and try to disturb it with, but keep an eye on him to make uh, I'm not upsetting him. Yeah, so this would be a so you're like trying to do it on the sly. Right. Um, cause like you've noticed is like, as you, as you like, like you're, you're kind of walking around and anytime you get closer to one of these, these items, he kind of like snarls and you see a, a tooth. Mm-hmm. And so in this case, if you wanted to try to pick it up without him noticing, yeah. um, I would say it would be a pickpocketing check. And this um, is, I yeah. would like, of course, to assist in a way here and do a distraction once I see he's maybe trying to take some. I'll yeah. have like three coppers. I'll jingle them a little bit in my hand, and I'll actually step forward and showcase them in my hand to the girl again. Okay. Hey, more gifts, more gifts over here, my friend. So, would you like to make a distra- make a distraction? Uh, and that's actually a skill. Okay. So this is going to be a very this is because this monkey is more concerned. This gorilla is more concerned his mm-hmm. his items inside this cave than he is about uh, <laughs> offering more coins. So in this case, it's going to be a difficult skill check. Right. So I got roll, an eight, so yeah. it might not work, but let's yeah. see. So if you roll an eight or lower, um, so yeah, you're, you're I like... I burn all of my honor to learn out. <laughs> so you, you flash your coins and like, woo, look at this. And he doesn't even pay you attention. But several monkeys, a small, smaller monkeys, like start getting closer, and they try to like reach out for it. But that's clearly not what you intend. So Connor, in this case, it's an opposed check. So you're you're taking your role and you're adding your skill. So it looks like you've got a hundred and six. That's good. Um, because but now this creature is going to roll its observation. So it's going to roll to see if it can spot you. Uh, spot you doing that. Um, it, I, it's lucky. Luckily, that apes are not uh, incredibly gifted at the at observation. Um, so in this case, it's it's just a it's just a one d hundred plus a one d twenty. You never so know. If... I got butterflies. Nope, it's an eighty. So he, you managed to get over there, and you uh, maybe you. Maybe you're just so short to the ground that you're like you're almost hidden for a second by the like some of the other piles stuff, and you manage to pocket that uh, necklace. Awesome! Now I want to make my way 
back out with uh, he, friend, friend. Yeah, he lets you. He lets you pass, and uh, you're you're out. So you can move yourself out now if you'd like. All right. Then I say to the other guys, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Uh, Thalon will start uh, backing up. He'll have his three coppers, and he'll actually start uh, throwing those three coppers out to the other monkeys. All right. There, yes, that's, that's monkeys. Very exciting. <laughs> Remember me, the nice elf with all the shinies. Tell all of your children. So you get, it's another hour, and you guys manage to make it to uh, to uh, Zar- Zarzani, uh, or Zarza, um, with with no trouble from the monkey. And let me switch back over. Uh, you make it back without any incident. Um, but wait, is it the right medallion? Uh, it <laughs> is, in fact, the right medallion. I don't medallion. know. I didn't look at it yet. But yeah. <laughs> well, if there was any medallion to be had, this is now the one. Right. I guess, it's, yeah, yeah, we would look at it. I would look at it on our way back. Yeah, it. Uh, you look at it, and sure enough, it is a small gold medallion formed into the head of a lion with a single piece of jade in the eye. Mm-hmm. You got it. Woohoo! That was easy. <laughs> easy peasy. Just had to sneak into the cave of a gorilla. I just kept his eyes on my nose, and I took it from there. Yeah, you took it right from out from under his nose. In fact, ah, uh, that's right. So it's it's starting to get. It, it took about half a day to get here from your campsite. It's taken probably two hours to travel back and forth, and then plus plus several uh, hours of searching the camp and digging up all these graves. So it's probably about 5, 5 p.m. at this point, uh, maybe 6. It's starting to get later. What would you guys like to do? I'll probably go to the guide and say, well, I believe it's probably best we just simply camp here. For- he says that if that is if that is what you want. Um, I, I'm just paid to take you here and back. Did you did you find what you needed? Absolutely. Delightful. But you uh, walked all night, so we could always, you know, I mean, it only took like a, right, a night for you to walk here. Well, if you want to be permanently exhausted, I don't see why not, but uh, no. is I'm probably going to need some rest. Especially yeah. tired, yeah. Yeah, okay. How heavy is he? Let's rest here. All right. I need to heal some hit points anyway. I want to yeah. ask Thalon, though, didn't you say you saw a ghost place? Uh, the ghost? It should no longer bother us. It is at rest now. I'm more worried about the gorilla coming after us. Uh, out of, uh, just sort of a meta question here. Did yeah. You, did you put the baby back? Because <laughs> I heard somebody say it's at rest. Last I saw, Kira was walking around with a dead baby. Huh. Put the baby no, I down. Put, I, I put it back a long time ago. Yeah, she she put it back. All right. So for a nightly procedure, I'm gonna go ahead and mark off a day of ration now, and mm-hmm. I'll go ahead and mark off the day to heal the one wound I took. Yep. So everyone, uh, the the night you guys. Go- and the night actually passes by completely uneventful. Um, so yeah. everyone can go for each of your wounds. You reduce the day to heal by. So I think that's uh, Connor Thalon. How big was your wound? It was mine was just, just one and one. So yeah, it's so gone now. Your good, your wound's gone. So Connor, your wound was an eight point wound. Right. So um, eight and seven. So I went down to seven and six. No. So your your wound is still an eight point wound. Okay. But the days to heal is now seven. Well, that's what it was before. So now would it would it be six? So it's the the points are still eight, but the days to heal is six now. So after five days, that will become a seven point wound with seven with six days to heal. Okay, I understand. Yeah, so it's uh, it's gonna take a it takes a long time to uh, to heal naturally. Yeah, um, that makes more sense. It's more real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and this game, it's there's it's totally totally fine in this game to be like you know what we're all 
let's just take a month and just rest. Yeah. Um, so don't be afraid. Don't, like for pacing wise, don't feel afraid to do that or like that's not an option because that's totally an option. So the next day you, uh, you, um, and uh, it actually <coughs> it all the way back to his most of them with no incident. You the, the travel both there and back was uneventful. You didn't even run into a single random encounter. Next, awesome. So you guys are now back in Ismosvum. And uh, uh, upon arrival, would you like to return immediately to uh, Isvor? Isvor, absolutely. Okay. All right. Um, Isvor arrives and hears that you have brought uh, uh, brought the medallion. He's he's overjoyed. He's uh, he he greets you all. And this time, when you enter. You see, there are actually five chairs set out in front of his desk, um, and he he greets you and he, oh, welcome, welcome. Uh, please come and have a seat. A seat. I uh, hear you have just returned from Zarza with, with good news. I hope. Indeed, so we found the required medallion. All is well. Delightful, delightful. Uh, please uh, have a seat. Would you Would you like any cucumber water? Oh, absolutely. So he uh, he actually so pours out several uh, several waters for you, and uh, you see there's actually a, a tray of, of pastries, um, if anyone is interested. He says, this is, uh, what, what happened at Zaza, if you don't mind my asking? Uh, how did it go? A simple journey, at the very least. I believe that uh, after the raid, some monkeys happened to have actually stolen anything valuable or shiny that was in the village before the villagers could get back to themselves. So he is speaking Sphimosian. So the question is, uh, is Kara translating everything? Um, yeah, I guess so. Okay. So there's, or uh, we, we don't have to. I, I don't know if I would tell him everything, but, you know, just give him the highlights. Yeah, I, I guess I kind of. I yeah, so you probably like sorry. take off some of it. <laughs> or exaggerate and make it, make it sound like there's so much. It was so hard. And he can actually, he sees you talking in Calamaran, and he actually, he'll actually, he can repeat everything in Calamaran as you, as if you want. He's not as, he's not as good as Calamaran as he is in Samosish, but he will So speak we can hear Calamari. him, but we'll go yeah. through someone else. Yeah. He, he actually says to you, uh, there's no need to translate. I, if he speaks Calamaran, I can understand him. Kara, what are they saying? <laughs> uh, oh, yes. They both speak. Uh, but yes, indeed. It was an interesting journey, at the very least, and one involving the wildlife. I am, I am grateful. Do you, do you have the medallion here? Then uh, I'll take a look over, Connor. Yeah, and I'll, I'll pull it out and uh, and show him. Yeah. So he, uh, he looks at it and he takes it and he goes, "Ah, delightful! This is, this is exactly what I was looking for. You've, you've done it perfectly and in such great time. I, I am in, gratefully in your debt, and I, I believe payment is in order." He, Quite uh, so, such as the contract. He like reaches down into the desk near him, and he he pulls out a a, a large purse, and he says, uh, two hundred uh, silver here. Thank you for your." Wasn't it four hundred? It was. It was two hundred. Yes, it was forty <laughs> for each of you. Essentially, uh, forty. 20, yeah, forty. Metagaming slightly. This is yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, the elf will go ahead and uh, nobly count out forty for everyone. I believe it was 400, wasn't it? No, it, it was 200. I will speak up and correct you that it was 200. No, I will. I know you're trying to lie. In character, I am correcting your lie. No, but I'm speaking Calamaran, which I understand. Oh, okay. Is the, word, the words are different for numbers, right? You say it in Calamaran? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Are he responds in Calamaran, and he goes, The company does not look favorably on those who try to 
change the terms of an agreement at the end. I could have sworn, but perhaps you're right. I would have pissed this guy off. Yeah, we need another job. I kick you in the leg. <laughs> you start fighting in the seats. <laughs> I just look at him, narrow my eyes. Are you sure about that? I just give a knowing grin. <laughs> I... I do, in fact, have uh, have more uh, in store for you, but it is it is little, the hour is late, and I'm I'm sure you are you are tired and in, in search of a a good bed for after being in the jungle for some time. Um, I'm sure we could speak of this tomorrow if you'd like, and I could inform you of uh, what other tasks we have for you. I think you could be with such good and speedy delivery on this amulet here. Uh, you could be just what the company is looking forward to, looking for to forward our forward our company to the next stage. Of course, it would be my pleasure to see you and work for you again. Delightful. And I'm sure you have our accommodations already. Excuse yes, me. yes. Uh, as as part of, uh, in fact, part of the next contract, I will I will allow you, I will uh, rent you some of the, uh, the group house that we have uh, here for some of our employees, so that you may uh, stay with us. Uh, free of charge. <laughs> Although we, we do, it is only lodging. It does not provide uh, provide food for yourselves. It's more of a hostile situation. Cool. Oh no, no, we're not hostile at all. Hostile, as in H O S T E L, as in yes. L E. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. My language is <laughs> perfect. Yeah, you know. It's, <laughs> um, so, so for the yeah. treasure, just as an aside here. Uh, yeah. So, do we keep track of it in the group treasure? Or are we just splitting it up as we get it? Is that is that what we're doing? Uh, I'll go ahead and just we'll split it up for now because I imagine we're all very short on personal funds. So yeah. we'll all get forty silver right now, and when it comes to the future, we could start pooling things together if we feel we do. Yeah. So what I, what I imagine is typically uh, use uh, they use the group treasure if like they go into Zarza ruins or and they find like a cool you know statue or you know something like gems then they could throw that in there and then that's how they know what to divide and give to each other um when they reach a town but if there's something you want you should just take it from the group treasure that's the easiest way i've handled it before Mm -hmm. okay great so uh also so that you guys kind of get a a look of how experience and and money will you'll get uh playing hackmaster um Roughly what it should be is that half your experience should be from combat and half of them should be from story awards. So one of the story awards that you got was you returned the medallion in less than five days, which gives you guys 500 experience. Um, and this, this, is, this is not divided yet. So just like gives your group 500 experience points. <coughs> um, you also defeated... Uh, uh, Mavovo the feral pack ape without combat. So that gives you uh, additional experience. Cool. Um, you also uh, found a good way of uh, tracking the, the monkeys, which is additional experience points. You uh, defeated the centipedes as well, um, which is an, another one. And um, you got through the haunt without, uh, without one killing a player that was possessed. Um, the the only thing that you uh, like you could have gotten experience by avoiding possession from the haunt, and mm-hmm. if you you could have gotten other experience points by like conversing with the haunt before it like either like dodging its attack or getting a better initiative than it, and then trying to talk to it, and then if you actually volunteered to 
be its host, then that would have given you other experience points as well. Right, um, but I was the perfect uh, scenario of fail every single aspect of that. Can't speak to it, not fast enough, can't resist. Exactly. So that's just kind of something that that's the way Half it falls. Yeah. And so there are, there will be story awards along the way, too, that are something like like you come across bodies of like people and like maybe if you choose to bury them like mm-hmm. and give them a proper burial, then, then that could have given you experience. Um, hmm. But for now, um, everyone gets 186 experience points and uh, Connor you get 168. Mm-hmm. So he, he gets only 90% of experience points because he's a gnome type. And did you give me the 400 XP from the backstory? Or are you doing, are you, will you, I mean, I'll only get 360 of that, but. Yeah, so you have 360 plus 168. Okay. So you are now at 528 points. Right. So I'll be able to level up. Yeah, nice. So. With leveling up, um, between the levels of one through five, the way I play it is that you don't need to take any time to train for that level up. I say these are the ones that you kind of get naturally, and so you can kind of like level up. Okay. But once you get past that, you actually have to take time to train. So if you go to six level, you have to take six weeks to train of in-game time. Okay. Um, and so that's when, once we start getting there, that's when it's like good to have a protege so you can activate your protege and uh, they can adventure while you're trained. So oh, if anyone cool. does have a protege, um, since you you have a protege there, Theta, you got, you got 186 experience points. You can choose to give up to half of that any of your protégés so but then you would take less so like if you gave 50 experience points away you would gain 50 experience points left so that's what you can do oh yeah Uh, no i'm giving a full half to uh the undisclosed do the protégés take part in the adventure or do they just kind of follow along they're in town they're in town so basically they will be uh somewhere in this most of them while you while you're adventuring um like so what he's doing is when ari gets here maybe he's training with his like he's like sharing experiences it's like here this is how we defeated this this packet that like Mm -hmm. here's what worked maybe he's doing some exercises and they're like going and lifting weights or you know hitting the gym or going on a run maybe they're practicing sword fighting and anything like that um so and uh, and we can roll them up off camera i didn't i didn't i can take two but I didn't, I didn't roll them up yet. You so. can roll them up off camera. Um, if you need my help, just let me know and we can roll that up. Um, right. If you want to, we can do uh, your level up right here. Um, or Because yeah, sure. um, we're at, we're, we end mm-hmm. at, uh, our stream ends at two. Mm-hmm. Well, real quick before we get into that, yeah. man, um, any honor gain? Uh, so <laughs> honor is gained anytime you level up. So uh, at this oh, okay. point. I thought it was every yeah, uh, session yeah. or something. Nope. Yeah, just just every time you level up, you can lose honor in between sessions, though. So that is something to be aware of. Uh, there wasn't any chances to lose honor in uh, in this, except maybe if you had dug up that dead baby and then like done some bad to his corpse or used it as, as a hat. As, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, especially if you're a good character, like if you, if you do something terrible and defile the corpse. Um, so a quick question, Liam. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, before we started the story, I had that um, one elf going. Can I have that as a protege? Or yeah, you, you can have that as a protege. Okay, thank you. Yeah, no worries. Um, the only time you can't have a protege is if you gotcha. also can't have a protege if if you're a ranger 
unless until your 10th level um as like rangers are like lone guns they do everything themselves yeah yeah Okay. Any other questions? Uh, did I do this roll right? Because the training button didn't work. Uh, you have to click on your... plus my mom. If you want the training thing to work, you have to <laughs> click on your token. Okay, so there's just no token, and that's why I wasn't. Okay. Yep. Um, but yeah, you did a 1d12. Uh, your intelligence is plus 3. Your polyglot is plus 2 for a plus 5. Yep. Yep, and then add 17 to that. So that's going to be a 29, mm-hmm. which makes it one of my average languages. There you go. Not any better than any other. And that costs one BP. Would you, would you guys like to do anything else before I help uh, Dennis with his characters level up? Uh, I think I'm good. All right. Just sort of uh, like buying a bow or something, but uh, that should be good. All right. So, uh, Connor, the way that we do this level up is yep. first you get to you get 15 build points. Okay. Uh, the experience for next level is going to be 1,200. Okay. And you currently have... 528. 528 um so now you get to roll you get to roll a a single dice for every ability score so you start with a d20 and then a d12 then a d10 then a d8 then a d6 a d4 and you get to roll for every ability score except for looks so first you get to choose uh like one of your abilities so like you might be like strength and then you'd roll a d20 and whatever that roll is and these are all penetrating whatever that roll is that goes into your your fractional ability for your strength. Fractional, okay. All right. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll roll a d20 for my strength. Okay. And I got a 20. All right. And it's penetrating. So then it penetrates and it's a d6, right? Yeah, so it, it penetrates into a d6. So now you roll a d6 and that penetrates as well. Um, so I'll roll that. It doesn't automatically roll that. Oh, so it so you the way you did the 1d20 penetrate, did yeah. all, but it rolled a 1 on the second 20. See how it's got a 0? Yeah. With the penetrating, it automatically subtracts one. Oh, minus one. Okay. So that's why. So in this case, you rolled a twenty, and then you rolled another, and that's at a minus one. So you rolled a one on that second. D, but so then it's just twenty. Yep. But this one penetrates to a d six instead of a d. <coughs> okay. So then I just get twenty in the fraction of the uh, yep. strength. Okay. And then and I roll each one like each die. So then we roll a one d. Yep. A d twelve penetrating. Everything's yeah. penetrating. Great. Oh, it's just one. Right. So I'm just going to go down the line, you know, first, okay. round, you know, and then wisdom will be next. Right. And then that'll be a D10. Okay. Until I get like a real feel. Yeah, no worries. Everything. Six in your wisdom. That's good. Mm-hmm. And then like, thanks for taking the time to do this. Of course. It's it interesting. A, nobody presses. I'm getting some crappy rolls. And then my con, you do con and charisma. And that, that's it, right? You said no looks. Um, yeah, so no looks. Yeah, so that's for con, charisma. Okay. All right. And then, because this is the, the level that you got most of the level from <coughs> backstory, you just get straight 10, uh, 10 honor. I add 10 to my four? or, uh, or yeah, I'm 10 to your 10. four. 10 to your okay. four. Okay. I haven't seen any of your numbers gone up. Have you been increasing? No, no, no. I haven't, I haven't put them in. I just kind okay. of rolled okay. them all down. But yeah, okay. I, can do, I can do that. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm just making sure that you... Uh, yeah. yeah, I'll do. I'll do it right. Now. As long as you're keep you, you know where every all this stuff's gonna go. Yeah, sixty three. It's a little backwards with two things. Ten, ten, ten. Okay. So now, uh, now we do your. We go to your fighter, the fighter specific things, okay. and you're at second level. You your hit dice is still one, but you get a reroll. So your previous hit point roll was a seven. So you get to reroll with a d ten, and if you get higher, you gain the difference in hit points. So if you roll an 8, 9, or 10, you'll gain 1, 2, or 3 hit points. Okay, so I rolled a d10, and I got... Nice. 
I got two over, so I get I get two more hit points. Yep. So your previous hit point roll will go to a nine, okay. and you'll gain two hit points to your maximum hit point. Where are the max hit points? Uh, right above your wounds under health and defense. So I went so up it, by two, so I go to 20. Now, yep. it keeps my points. It doesn't take the points off my max. No, it'll it'll show you on your current hit points. Oh, I see. 14. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. Oh, that's cool. All right. And then we go across the line. As a Gnome Titan, you're actually considered level three for your attack bonus. But for a fighter, level three is still plus one. So your attack bonus hasn't changed. Uh, There's no speed bonus at level two, and there's no initiative bonus at level two. Okay. Uh, When fighters level up, they don't get any additional skills. So at this point, it's just what you want to do with your 15 build points. Right. And then can I think about it? I don't have to do it right now. Yeah, you don't have to do it right now. You can think about it. Um, And then I'll let I'll let you know, or you'll see it if I roll. Yeah, in. just yeah, just just let me know what you decide, and uh, we're good. Because I can put more into my skills. Mm-hmm. So you can put more into skills. You can get talents. You can get skill like perf- uh, specializations with your different weapons. Okay. Yeah. And and for me, it's all since I'm a fight. It's still all half, or is it just half during creation, and then I pay? Uh, for it's half for 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 what do you mean? Well. I think for certain specializations for being a gnome, I think it was uh, attack, damage, and... Uh, um, Those are still half. Those are still, still half. half. Yeah, okay. Yep. okay. I just wasn't sure if it was just something that you got uh, at the beginning during character creation or if it was something that it's always that way. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's always that way for uh, for you. Okay, cool. So that's awesome. Good. Great. Thanks, guys. Is that awesome. it? Um, if Also, if you want to let me know if you're going to be buying anything, let me know. Uh, we can do this over um over the the break between now and next week um all i'll do is i'll check to see if it's available in in this most of them and then if it's that then it's good to go um okay yeah awesome see you next week thanks guys all right see you next time see you around. thanks for listening and have a good day remember to like and subscribe and review us on itunes okay.